All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the We Hate Sports Podcast, episode 158. Uh, finally, uh, the, the after party of Super Bowl 58. Woo-hoo. Yeah, um, we have a lot to talk about what game it was. Um, my name is PC, joined by the usual crew you hear every week, Gianni. We have TK, uh, Jello back, uh, returning this week. As you can see, Tolu, uh, Bam, and Mook all in action for this week. Um, like I said, guys, well, a game that we had in Las Vegas last night, from the spectacular halftime performance to the amazing second half to the second overtime game in Super Bowl history. Um, plenty to speak about with the uh, with the Super Bowl. And, of course, we have to talk about what this means for Lexi, a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who... Um, acquired his third, his third ring, um, his third Super Bowl MVP, all at the age of just 28 years old. Um, so we'll be diving a little bit more deeper into that. Um, talking about how much rings actually play a factor into who we say is the goat. Um, but it's not all just football tonight. We'll be talking a little bit of basketball tonight as well. We got to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers, who, by the way are surging right now and are at the top of the East. They are 17 and one in their last 18 games. Um, so we got to talk about them more, dive a little bit deeper into uh, the position of the Eastern conference at the moment. Um, who sold our parlay? Of course, we'll be making a return this week. I'm sure we have a whole lot of Super Bowl props uh, that we want to talk about. Um, and by the time you hear this episode, it'll be Valentine's day. Now, Myself, personally, will be celebrating with a very special um, person in mind, um, and it's uh, his name's Lefty. Uh, but yeah, we'll be diving a little bit deeper into uh, what athlete made us fall in love with sports. So strap in, if you know you know, uh, lock in to the We8 Sports Podcast. Uh, make sure you follow our socials, <laughs> our Twitter, Instagram, at WHS underscore podcasts, our YouTube and TikTok at we hate sports um so yeah let's jump into the uh, uh, super bowl 58 like we said it was uh, last night the time we recorded this uh the kansas city chiefs in most improbable way possible um i think in their most beatable form for the last like four years still found a way to win uh last night 25 to 22 in overtime in the final seconds of the game miko harman of all people, with the game-winning touchdown, uh, Patrick Mahomes winning his third Super Bowl MVP, finishing 34 for 46, 333 yards, two touchdowns, and interception, um, and he willed his team to a victory. Also had nine, uh, 66 rushing yards, which is uh, something that we should keep in mind. Um, but yeah, once again, 49ers. Uh, I, I will have plenty to say about them. Promise you that. But I want to get everybody else's opinion on the game, first and foremost. So, Gianni, why don't you start us off this week? Uh, your thoughts about this game? Well, that game yesterday was just crazy overall. Like, the way the first half went, it was, like, slow. Like, the game felt like more like Super Bowl 53 kind of vibes. It gave me a little bit because of, like, 10-3. Nobody was moving the ball. There was turnovers left and right, basically. And then the second half started, and the Niners just went away from what, what worked well for them. Kyle Shanahan special right there. And the muff punt happened, 
and the game completely changed. That muff punt right there changed everything because they just scored in one play. One play it took. Scantley, I think, um, hit, um, just got a touchdown after that fumble, and the game just flipped right there. All the momentum belonged to the Chiefs. I think after that, the Chiefs have the opportunities. Like Brock Purdy, I think, had an opportunity in third and four. He got blitzed there. I think um, they made a little mistake there not running the football with Christian McCaffrey. And then you look at it in overtime, he got blitzed again. I thought they should have ran the ball a little bit more just to have like a short yarder um, situation there. And I don't know what they did, but Kyle Shanahan is at fault in this game, honestly, because he went away from what worked. And Mahomes just does what he does. Come back from 10 points down in the Super Bowl three times. Um, and that's just crazy. Like, I, th- I think the game overall was good. Like, the first half was just, like, like a dump. Like, it was kind of, like, pretty boring, the first half. But then in the second half, it picked up. And it, it is crazy because if you look at that fir- the interception Mahomes threw, I thought the game was basically in wraps, basically, for the Niners because they couldn't move the ball at all, and, and they didn't even get first down there. It, it's just crazy overall. And now the Chiefs are back-to-back champions, and they're just a tough team to knock off in the future. Yeah, it's all Uh, to pick off what Gianni said, that muff punt just uh, changed the whole game. Scored off one play. You know, the Chiefs, you know, you you, you got to respect greatness, man. At some point, you got to put the hating shades aside and just respect greatness. Patrick Mahomes, you are great. You are an all-time great. There is not nobody... In this, and the NFL right now is on this man's level. This I, I gotta man, say, I gotta say, I, you're the last person I expected to hear this. I, from. I, 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 I just want to say, this is hurting me. This is hurting me. But I have to. Oh, I know. I, can't, I love I can't. it. You know, nobody in the league right now is on Patrick Mahomes' level. Okay, he's in a tier of his own. Okay, he's being compared to Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Those. Those quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, those are the quarterbacks that that Patrick Mahomes is in the discussions with. Not Lamar Jackson, not Josh Allen, not Joe Burr, not, not Tua, not those people. It's those quarterbacks, the legends, because I'm sick of him, but he is just that great. Every single time you count him out, he just finds a way to beat you. I don't know. He sold his soul to the devil because he just finds some way. He finds some way to get it done, man. He just, he does. He does. I can't hate anymore. Okay. I can't do it. I have to take my hating shades off. He went out there in the second half and willed his team to victory especially that last drive because Kyle Shanahan's stupid ass wants to receive and give Patrick Mahomes four downs. I mean, that's a Kyle Shanahan special. You know, a Kyle Shanahan special, he always finds a way to choke in the Super Bowl. But give credit where it's due. The Chiefs are a dynasty. 
Patrick Mahomes is great. There's not a single quarterback on this man's level. That's that's the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes and Usher, but we'll get into that later. That sick bastard. I don't want to talk about him right now, but we'll get into him later. Go on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, this was hard to watch. Uh, I'm about to follow in like the very like footsteps that Lamar took. Man, I almost didn't watch this. This was such a winnable game. This was hard to watch. If you was if you're a Ravens fan, this was probably one of the hardest games that you ever had to watch because we're looking at we're looking at Brock Purdy shit down his leg. Look very, very regular. Look like he don't belong on the field with Patrick Mahomes. This is like, this is such a, because like, and then the whole game, of course, you got Tony Romo commenting the, commentating the game and just going on and on about Mahomes' greatness and how he went, how he killed uh, the Ravens in Baltimore last week. And then to see this, man, like, this was such a winnable game, like, I feel like the Ravens, and then to hear Chris Jones talk about how great we were the whole season and how they beat us, like, we easily could have won this game. So that's what I took away from it. Obviously, Mahomes is great. Like, I've been slandering this man for the whole season. Like, bro, you got to be able to get it done. And what did he do? He took the one of the hardest routes ever seen to a chip. Like, let's take it. I mean, honestly, he has Kelsey. He got Reed, of course. He has a great defense, but he went on the road the entire playoffs. I mean, like, that's what it is. Like, the man went on the road. He got it done. He did what he had to do when it mattered the most. Um, and like Tolu said, man, you count him out. You can't – You it, he's getting to that tier, like that Brady tier, where you just, like, you can never count this dude out. Like, it don't matter what the score is. It don't matter what the what – the, you know – if it's the Super Bowl, you cannot count him out, unless it's against Tom Brady. But that's another story. But another thing that, like, I feel like it's such a – I feel bad for, bro, I don't even know. I think it was, like, 27. I don't know his number or whatever. The dude that muffed the punt, bro, bro, I know you're getting death threats. Like, <laughs> like bro, I know that your family being being threat right now. So I hope that, like, he's good. <laughs> like, because that – one play, like, yes, Mahomes is great. If you don't have that muff, we might be talking about a different finish right now. We might be talking about Brock Purdy being a top five QB right now. Like, we might be having those discussions. Um, Once again, Kyle Shanahan, you are a glorified loser. You are not not in that goaded, in my opinion. For you to come out here every Super Bowl and shit the bed some way, somehow, I don't care. Like, at a certain point, you got to get it done. I don't give a damn how goaded Pat Mahomes is. Bro, you have an all-time great loaded roster. Trent Williams, that's another name I took away. Bro, you might have changed the momentum to begin because you had two back-to-back penalties, holding penalties as an all-time great and elite uh, offensive lineman that might have shifted the the momentum to begin with because it just gave bad juju from the start. So all around, I just 
you know, the greatest of Patrick Mahomes, but the Niners definitely shit down their leg. Per usual. <laughs> okay. All right, look. First of all, before I get into this evisceration of this franchise, I just want to say first and foremost to Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, you have my respect. All right. I I, I mean it when I say it. You truly, you do have my respect. Um, you know, I wanted to come on here and say, like, he's the reason that the 49ers lost this game. Brock Purdy wasn't the reason they lost this game. Are there one or two plays where he could have made, like, a better pass or whatever? Absolutely. But it's football. We're human. We make mistakes. Um to come on to the biggest stage possible and go toe for toe with Patrick Mahomes was it as epic as you know past like fights we've seen with you know Hertz and Allen and Burrow. No, but to go blow for blow with the greatest quarterback of this generation, it's not easy to do. And he held his own. I think he held his own, and I think he is right where he needs to be. Everything happens for a reason. All right. This guy's not a top five quarterback. All right. You can even argue for a lot of people are going to argue that he's not even top 10. All right. Me personally, I think he is top 10. Maybe number 10. Borderline. Top 10. We'll say that. All right. For everything that he did for this season, for all the slender and crap that I gave him, you have my respect, Brock Purdy. All right. You were also the only guy from the Super Bowl that wasn't making excuses. Let me start with the head coach of this football team, Doc Rivers. No, I'm sorry. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, um, sir, did you know that? Did, did, did you guys know? Hold on, as as well, I'm getting this. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has been a part of every major playoff comeback in NFL history. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and his two Super Bowl, well, I guess we could say three Super Bowl appearances, has blown a ten point lead in every Super Bowl that he's been in. Um, Kyle Shanahan in the first half of this game. Completely shut down Patrick Holmes in this Chiefs offense. You can ask anybody. They were going through the motions. All right. There wasn't any urgency. There wasn't anything purposeful coming from the Chiefs offense. It was a whole lot of nothing. All right. It's just them going through the motions. And it took a uh, trick play and a pass from Juwan Jennings to Christian McCaffrey to really jumpstart. The four hours offense and everything was great. You had the lead, a ten point lead, going into ha- uh, going into halftime. It was fine, all right. It was great. And then about uh, what was a hundred minutes later or something crazy like that. It was a long halftime, but it's a Super Bowl. You should be prepared for that. Um, you decide not to run the ball with your best player on the team. You decide to constantly pass the ball. With a guy like Brock Purdy. Again, Brock Purdy, this is not your fault. All right? 
you should not have been put in a position to be the number one reason why you win this very winnable football game. And yet somehow, some way, Kyle Shanahan found a way in his brain to try to make this win about Brock Purdy busting his ass out there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, wasn't running the ball. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Christian McCaffrey in this game, rushing-wise, uh, he only finished with 80 yards on 22 carries. Um, receiving-wise, receiving-wise, he caught eight catches for 80 yards. It was it was fine. Like, you know, CMC did his part. That's fine. And then I got to everybody else's stats. How is it that Jawan Jennings was the only wide receiver on that team to get a touchdown? I mean, Jawan Jennings, you know, God bless him, he played his heart out. All right. All a touchdown, he threw for a touchdown. Like, he played great. Brandon Ayuk, three catches, 49 yards. Um, Kyle Yushek, the veteran, two catches, 31 yards. Uh, George Gill. Always say, you know, he's uh, in that top three tie-in conversation. Two catches, four yards. Um, and then, <laughs> and then we have the trashiest talker on the team, Ebo Samuel. Three catches, thirty-three yards. No touchdowns. Eleven targets. <laughs> so you made excuses. You had excuses set up before this game, whether it be the practice field conditions, whether it be waking up at 6 a.m. for a false fire drill, all right, or making a very shitty excuse of not knowing overtime rules after the game. What about his hammy? Or his hammy. It's always something. It's always an excuse with this team. It's always something or someone that gets in the way of this team's success. Is that an I wouldn't, ego call, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call <laughs> giving him an excuse. I mean, it it's, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. San Francisco 49ers. This team is nothing more than a disappointment. It's the truth. I mean, you go back and you look at. This team's success over the last 15 years. Tell me how many rings have they won? All right. Are we giving out participation trophies for second place? Because if that's the case, then the Francisco 49ers are the greatest team to ever live. All right. It's sad to know that the Dallas Cowboys have a ring more recent than the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's that bad. All right. <laughs> this this team... Year in and year out gets praise on the mightiest level. And you know what? They should be because they have all pro talents at literally every single position. And yet somehow, some way, this team always finds a way to get in their own way and lose. And when the brights, when the lights are the brightest they could possibly be, when they're on the biggest stage possible, the San Francisco 49ers find a way to fold. They turn the lights off. <laughs> they can't handle it. Kyle Shanahan, whatever you want to be called, whatever jokes you want to be made, you can't handle it. <laughs> and, and, and you want to, to go out and, and blame everybody but yourselves? You had multiple, 
multiple 49ers players beefing with randoms on Twitter after the game. Like, does, does that make sense to y'all? Is it bad that a guy like Corey Clement, Corey Clement, who's not even in the league anymore, back at Super Bowl 52, guess how many receiving yards he finished with? A hundred. He finished with a hundred receiving yards in that game. All right? He had more receiving yards combined than Kyle Uchet, Debo Samuel, um, um, George Kittle, and Ray Ray McLeod. That's a that's an issue, bro. That's a massive, massive issue when your team needs you the most. That's a massive issue. Like this team, this team is nothing more than an overhyped Dallas Cowboys franchise. If I'm being completely honest, even then, we always shit on the Cowboys for not you know ever having won anything. And yet we always praise the 49ers year in and year out. And I'm just so confused why. I'm just glad that they lost this game so people can actually come to their senses and be like, hmm, maybe we should backtrack on a team like this. Maybe we should backtrack on a coach like Kyle Shanahan because this guy is not the answer. That was never the answer. All right? I'm very, I'm very, very happy that they lost. I, I literally, I feel like B- Drew McIntyre. I prayed for this, BC, and it happened. Did you That's just how I feel say, about this team. Did you just say that the 49ers are nothing but a hyped-up Dallas Cowboy team? Yeah, that's, yeah. Just, that's just blasphemous. Yeah. That's just so disrespectful. That's crazy. That's Here's not disrespectful. The, the difference is, yes, the 49ers, they're not winning rings, but they're getting to the Super Bowl, unlike the Cowboys, who can't get out of the second round. And they're making it to NFC Championships game. It seems what seems like every single season. So yes, I we I agree with you somewhat of what you said, but to call them a glorified Cowboys PC, Cowboys what? haven't been. I out mean, of the cool. Round. They play an extra they week. They play an extra week. Cool. Second round. TK. Since TK. They were flexing, going into overtime and losing. You had fans on the timeline flexing, going into overtime and losing. That's but how so bad what, it though. was. But so what, though? Like, because if every... it, that, that is an issue. The I mean, fan base, issue. The fan base. Now, I will say, I will say. That doesn't make sense, bro. Like, there, to, hold, to hold emotion against the people for feeling for feeling confident going into overtime isn't against them. Like, that doesn't even... Can me and Bam go? Can me and Bam go? We're not, we're not, we're not going to reward coping like that. Are you what kidding me? Bro, I'm Can not, Bam and I not even coping. a Niner fan. What are you talking about coping? That's not coping at all. They were confident going into the overtime. Like, what the hell are you talking about? There is no reason to flex going into overtime if you so lost the game. I mean, they That's didn't lose the game about. yet. How are you well, they didn't lose the game yet. Talking about right now. <laughs> this is well. Maybe I should have more context. Your hate okay, y'all. Maybe I should have more context because you're showing your hate, man. No, no, no. PC, PC. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. If I ever hate anyone or anything, I hope it's to the level that you hate the 49ers. Because oh, yes. My God, that's the 49ers, man. You want to talk about karma coming their way? And you're damn right, as an Eagles fan, I got a right to say this. Karma is a bitch, especially what car- for 49ers fans. What, 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 what karma? They, the because last time I checked, last time I checked, you know what's crazy? 
You know what's crazy? What? Up until that championship game uh, two years ago, I had a good re- amount of respect for the 49ers fan base and organization. And the way they handled that loss is the same way they're handling last night's loss. All right. Making excuses, constantly beefing with other people that have different opinions further from they them. They had Josh Johnson at quarterback when they lost. <laughs> okay. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Can y'all man, please is, go, you know what? Yeah, Let's just go at the same time, bro. Forget it, bro. We'll just bounce off each other. I, I'll start it off, though. You feel me? Hey, yo. So, hey, yo. What did yeah, you just pause, say, bro? Pause. You but, say you go hey, what off me? Yo. I hate so much. I really hate so much. Wait, I didn't even know this. I didn't even know this. Whoa. What you talking about, about bro? So, yeah. So, can, right, I go, bro? can I go, Can I go, Can I go? I said pause. I said pause when I caught him. I said pause when y'all brought it to my attention. But, um, as far as the Super Bowl, um, I mean, everything Tolu said about Patrick Mahomes, bro, there's not anything I don't disagree. But, Tolu, I'm going to say this. It hurts me more because I have to see this man twice to three times a year, bro. Like, I have to see him more than you do. You maybe see him once every other year. I got to see this man multiple times a year, bro. So, like, let me just say that. But Patrick Mahomes is honestly, besides Tom Brady with the seven rings, he's the greatest quarterback to ever step on the field, bro. Like, the, the things that this man does is the things that we used to glaze uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers about, bro. Like, this man is Aaron Rodgers, like, time, times infinity, bro. He already has multiple more rings than Aaron Rodgers. He's been in the league a lot longer. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just it's just crazy when you compare the two, bro. Like, Patrick Mahomes is Aaron Rodgers, but he just does everything so much better, bro. And he and he tosses a little more season on with the with the side passes and the no-look passes behind the back. Like, it's just crazy. But honestly, I wasn't surprised. I, I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl um, because of Patrick Mahomes and his greatness. I knew that we have two elite defenses going at each other. The first half, the first two quarters of the, of the of the Super Bowl, they were terrible, bro. Like it was just so boring. Honestly, I fell asleep for a little bit, bro. Like honestly, like it was that bad. Woke up and it was the third quarter, fourth quarter, and I started watching it and it started getting interesting. And I'm honestly surprised that it honestly ended up um going to overtime, to be honest. Because when Patrick Mahomes had that that well, I think it was like one minute and thirty seconds left on the clock. I honestly thought he was going to bring that thing down the field and they were going to win it, honestly. I thought it was Patrick Mahomes was going to do what Patrick Mahomes does, take it down the field, and we were going to win the Super Bowl then. Um, but here's the craziest thing that I noticed nobody pointed out. As a player for the 49ers, and I'm surprised PC didn't point it out with him hating the 49ers so much, the Chiefs had a plan in overtime. The 49ers, when they took the ball first, I don't know how y'all thought. That I shit confused it. me. It confused it. me so bad. And then it made sense of why they ended up taking the ball first. They didn't even know the new overtime rules, guys. How are you an NFL player? Pathetic. With the profession of playing football, you've done this for years. I'm pretty sure everybody gets the 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 packet of when the new rules comes out. It's your responsibility as a player to look through that thing. And I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan at some point in the preseason, whether it was preseason in the offseason or maybe in the beginning of the of the uh, of the regular season. I'm pretty sure he told the players the overtime rules at some no, point. No, he didn't, because Kyle Shanahan already came out saying he didn't know the overtime rules. That's why he took okay, the well, if, call. Okay, if that's the case, that's absolutely insane on the coach's that's what I'm, that's part what, and the players' part. That's what my point was. I don't um, understand. Oh, wait, I don't understand wait. how – I don't understand. I don't – bro, that was so – like – and the craziest part was why would you admit that to the media? Like, if you're a player, are y'all going to admit 
that stupid ass thing that they admitted to the media. I'm not gonna tell anybody that. That's bro. God Himself would not get that out of me, bro. Because now you just look like a team that was not even prepared for the game. Knowing who you're playing against in Patrick Mahomes, bro, knowing that an overtime is always possible when you're playing Patrick Mahomes, it don't matter how big that lead is. For that game to go to overtime and the players to not even know the overtime rules, they messed up taking the ball first. That's when I knew the game was over. You take the ball after so you know what situation you put yourself in. All right, so they scored a field goal. All right, so we got to go down and score a touchdown. They scored a touchdown. Okay, so we got to go down and score a touchdown. I don't understand. I understand it. And I don't remember who it was. Pat, uh, Brock Purdy was not, <clears throat> excuse me, the issue in this game. He actually had a pretty good game, to be honest. No, it wasn't Patrick Mahomes type of game because he's not Patrick Mahomes. PC, he's not a top 10 quarterback. I wanted to say that also. He's not a top 10 quarterback. I don't even know if he's borderline. And I think, honestly, when he, in, in games like this showed us, when the moment, when the lights get too bright, the whole team fails. But so does Brock Purdy. His game goes down as well. So, but yeah, Brock Purdy personally didn't have a good game. Uh, he just happened to play Patrick Mahomes. But like I said, um, my issue with the – and then you said something about Debo Samuel also, PC. I don't know. You must have never had a hammy issue. I don't know if you played football or basketball. That shit hurts, bro. So I can tell you, for for him to be targeted 11 times and only get three catches, that hammy was bothering him. He toughed that shit up, and he went out there. And I respect him a lot more going out there and playing through that, bro. The hammy is one of the worst situations. And Bam will tell you, he's played football the most recent. I played in high school. But Bam will tell you, the hammy is one of the worst things you can get, especially when it locks up. And you can tell it locked up by the way he fell and hit the field. <clears throat> but, yeah, honestly, um, Bam, if you wanted to add anything to that, honestly, I'm really not shocked Patrick Mahomes just did what I expected Patrick Mahomes to do. Um, so I'm really not shocked at all, bro. And it just sucks um, that it happened to be the 49ers. A few things. One, everything they said about Patrick. I got to told said I got to take the shades off. There's not a quarterback in his level right now on his level. Got to check it. He's like that. I said last week, I'm not betting against him no more. I'm not going to bet against him no more. No. Nope. The worst team in the hardest, the worst team he's had in a minute and the hardest road to the playoffs. And you see what the fuck he did. That's that's respect to them. The Niners, I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know what it is with opposing coaches when they go up against this man. They want to play a totally different game. You can say what you want about the first half, but the running was effective enough. We knew what that defense was going to be coming to that game. You're not going to gash them for 9, 10, 11, 12 yards, but you're getting three and four yards, that's good enough. Keep the defense honest because Spag's going to start running man or running cover two under, you do whatever you want with that. You keep them honest with the run. I don't – I really can't blame Brock too much. He played the game he was given. I really blame Kyle Shanahan because he came out in the second half and wanted to measure up, just like John Harbaugh wanted to do. He wanted to measure up against Mahomes. Oh, my quarterback can out-quarterback your – no. That's why you fucking lost because you want to throw the ball – Spags is going to put LeJarrius Sneed out there on the island, and he's going to do what he did. So, and you can but say whatever you want about but John Harbaugh. At the, at the John same Harbaugh time. would have made sure that we knew that the Ravens knew them overtime rules. He would have made sure we knew them overtime rules, and he would have made sure we took advantage of it. Kyle Shanahan not knowing the overtime rules, you're a fucking idiot. Frankly, <laughs> excuse my language, but you're a fucking idiot. It's your job to manage the game. And you don't even know the rules to the game you're thank playing. You, How you, stupid you. can you be? Second thing, 
PC, don't ever get on here and do what you just did. <laughs> you motherfuckers folded in a wild card to the Buccaneers. The, the, the Niners rolled the ball in your court. The Niners, after that, the Niners after the game, you can say what you want. After that championship game, you call it excuses, whatever. They said, give us a healthy quarterback and a healthy team, and we're going to beat the shit out y'all. They rolled the ball in your court this regular season. Let me, let me tell you what Debo had against y'all. You're talking about what he had in the Super Bowl. He had four receptions for 116 yards and two touchdowns on y'all head. Yeah, you talking about yeah, the Super Bowl. He did that in a regular season game. Don't you do know that. What, you know just what because just because Fletcher that? Cox just because Fletcher Cox went on the internet as an old ass nigga and did that bitch ass shit, don't mean y'all Eagles fans gotta follow behind him. You can't talk shit from the couch. You can't. Either way, be real. That was gonna happen either way. It every every easy. team that's a hater because everybody was hating last night. We're gonna do that either way. That's like, true, but the, admit it as you hating. Don't admit it as oh y'all. No, they went to the Super Bowl. Y'all y'all on the couch. Like, and you know what I got to say to that regular season win, Bam? Hanging the banner. Oh, oh, mm. Don't know nah. it's a regular season win because what did they say? Hey, what did that's they say? Not the hey. point, though. They that's said the, the next point, time man. we oh, see y'all, they said the next time we see no, y'all, we're going to put foot in y'all ass. They put foot in y'all ass. It don't matter if it's a regular season. Simple. I admitted that multiple times. It's their Super Bowl. Y'all was supposed to meet them. Y'all was supposed to meet them. Y'all was supposed to meet her. Y'all was supposed to be there in the NFC. You're right. I, 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 look, I know this. I all right. I'm not, I'm not, not acting oblivious. All right. Brian, Brian Johnson messed up the plans of that. All right. If we're, if we're being complete, are we, are we going to deny that now? It wasn't just Brian Johnson. It wasn't just Brian Johnson, though. Is it, isn't that what you just said the Niners fans were doing? That they're making excuses, and yet here you are. The first thing you're making excuses for is your damn offensive coordinator was spitting. Bro, they went to the freaking Super Bowl. What are you talking about? That was their Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl. Where <laughs> they won Where their Super Bowl, it? and then they no, lost the actual no, Super Bowl. No, no. Then they lost the actual Super Bowl in most embarrassing way possible. So where was y'all? When was y'all Super Bowl supposed to happen? The we were Bucks in Cancun. I was sipping pina coladas with Lamar and Dak and all of them. All right. That's all I want. I just want. But that's his point, though. But that's his point. I just, I just want you to admit that it's just, it's just hating. But don't put no honestly. I'm definitely one thousand percent. That thirty percent me, yeah, boost that up by like thirty uh, times three. All right. When I talk about the seven six oh forty nine at that point, I don't care. All right. When I talk about the 49ers at this point, when I say that this team finally got its comeuppance to them, they got their comeuppance, man. All right, this fan base has been talking shit all off season, all during the regular season. But they backed the it up. Thinking, thinking when it comes to y'all, they, they backed it underdogs, up. Thinking that they were the underdogs in this game when they've been they favored almost every they game. No, no, no. The Chiefs were the underdogs. The Chiefs all right, I'm not just talking one game. I'm talking overall. These guys actually think they're like the pure wholesome hero, when in reality, they're just the same like everybody else. They're okay, wait, PC, PC. Let me ask you a question. With, uh, Let me ask a you a question. Head coach that doesn't know what the playoff overtime rules are and wanted to use that excuse after the game to say why they lost the game, even if, even if they, even if they elected to defer in that overtime. All right. They went out and they got a field goal. Field goal wasn't going to win them the game. All right. They needed a touchdown at the very least. At the very least. Then I would see why, okay, maybe they have a chance. But all they did was go out and get a field goal in that overtime. And then Patrick I mean, Mahomes 
than what Patrick Mahomes does. And that was the end of the game. So I'm, I'm just so confused, like, why we keep... This is my question for you. Guys, man. They, what is, no, what, let's what not is do the, that, because they don't get passes. The Nobody's saying they get passes. For? Go ahead, Joe. What are you? What are you saying? The karma is for. Let me just before I get to before I get to what I'm talking about. What is the karma that you're talking about? I'm talking about the fan base, most mostly the fan base, but definitely the players too, to an extent. Mostly Debo Samuel talking trash all off season and finally getting what was coming for, to them. Okay, I mean, he so, get, that was if, coming to him. He got for saying, for saying that if they did not have a fourth string quarterback, by the way, that they would have beat y'all, which they did. Yeah, and, then he called, and then he called Gardner. Then he called Gardner. Uh, no, what did he call? He called. Uh, what's the other boy, man? The wash. The wash corner that we talk about all the time for the Eagles. Bradbury. Oh, he oh, called Bradbury yeah. trash, and it was true. People did not <laughs> lie about y'all at all. He didn't lie at all. He didn't he lie said, at all. He had a competent quarterback. Did. He had a competent quarterback, and he went to the Super Bowl. And you're talking about that's your karma. What the hell yeah. are you talking about? So you can't No, why is it karma? No, why is it karma? No, okay, wait. Why is it karma? Why is it karma? Why is it karma? No karma. Exactly. That's that's what I'm trying to see. What is the delusion in your head? Because he said he did everything that he said that he was gonna do. He went into y'all. He went into y'all. You're talking about um Brock Purdy, the injury. You know, that was Kyle Shanahan's fault for not playing. It don't matter who fault it, it was. Matter who that does not matter whose it was, whose fault it was. The yeah, point is, yeah. when he but came back with a healthy quarterback, what did he do? His here's what in danger the history here's Jimmy right. Here's what the history books are going to say because everybody wants to put an asterisk next to a game which was not our faults at, who at put an all. Asterisk? We're talking. Wait, Everybody he's, puts an he's asterisk. Insecure next about it. Okay, okay, he's you're talking about. Okay, about okay, okay, okay. Everybody puts an asterisk next to that game, and it wasn't even our fault. That's my issue. All right. At the end of the day, the Eagles won the NFC Championship game. All right, against a very competent team. All right, against a team full of all pros. At once again, I want to say all pros. Bro, they won a fourth string quarterback. Bro, they had Josh Johnson at quarterback. He's a high school coach now. That we the won that game. We so won that right game. Now. That was that was supposed oh, to. Be, there was even there was even Josh, like, like I didn't want to talk Johnson? shit. I, I wasn't even Johnson. talking. I wasn't even talking afterwards because I knew. All right, that was that was just. I was just the fact of the situation. Like they were at their four string quarterback. All right, I felt no 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 um. I guess you were talking so much hard for the 49ers. Oh right? my god, PC capping his ass off right now. Y'all. You were talking to any so passionate. Everybody listen talks right about now. that. You can go at you can go when Brock Purdy went down. All right, I was like, no, I wanted to beat this team at full force. And what did that I do? After you talk trash, though. Exactly. After you talk trash, though. Y'all got oh, I was talking because he was healthy. What do you mean? Because he was healthy. All right? And then he went down. Then he got hurt. And PC, to, what were you saying quarter. to Dre this whole offseason? What were you saying quarter. to Dre this whole offseason? What were you saying to Dre this whole offseason? You said, Dre, shut the fuck up and suck it up. You said, shut the fuck up and suck it up, Dre. I don't care about none of that. And what did Dre say? They were crying about that. They were crying about that. They came back this season. They initiated that. How am I going to be? How are Eagles fans the bad guy at all if we respond to something like that? 
All right, trying to invalidate oh, what man, y'all got to look. The 49ers came in and they did exactly guys. they you know, did exactly what they said they were going to do. It doesn't have Ooh. anything to do with y'all being bad guys. They had the fourth string yeah, quarterback. Like, PC, how like, are you bad guys? Why do y'all want to be the why do y'all want to be I the don't, victim I so don't bad? Want to be I want to say something about We're not even blaming y'all. Our point is there's no karma behind it because they didn't do anything. That's exactly what Every y'all are season doing. Doesn't mean you call much, it, really that They're matchup. making the Super Bowl their karma. Karma. Yes, karma. That's for, karma for what? So good karma. karma? karma. Is it good Shit. karma? That's insane. On a game that was out of our control. All right, and then they wanted to come back in the regular season and say, "Oh, see, I told you." Make it to y'all. Did, y'all did not the make people. it. Y'all didn't hold down into the, the bargain and make it to the NFC Championship game so they can prove to y'all. That they beat y'all because y'all didn't make it. Y'all lost to Baker. Y'all lost to we Baker were supposed to see Eagles versus 49ers in the NFC Championship game. That was a in November. We are talking about games in January, February. All right? There's a so difference. Let me y'all guess. did not hold y'all guess. end of the let bargain. Me, what are they actually y'all game on the, be in the NFC Championship? A game on the schedule don't matter. It's because it's, it's, it's in the regular season. It don't matter now. It don't matter. It's the regular season. Oh, fuck it. We lost. It don't matter? Oh, do that, man. Don't do that's that, what you're saying. Because the week before that, what you're saying. What are you talking about? Don't do that, Bam. The week, bef- the week before that, the week before that, y'all coach was on national TV saying, suck it, Chiefs. Oh, but but then the next week, they beat the shit out of y'all. Now, it's, oh, it's a regular season game. It don't matter. What the fuck? Y'all coach <laughs> did that. Y'all coach did that. Nick Sirianni <laughs> did that. Your Nick presentation of y'all friends did that. that Talk in almost every regular season game. I try to explain oh, that to y'all, but y'all didn't want to hear nah, that. He, he didn't do it versus the Cardinals. Nah, I didn't see him do it versus the Cardinals. Did it oh, you were no, talking about that did against, the Pokes, against the Cardinals. He did it against the Vikings. All right, th- th- this isn't this isn't anything new. All right, y'all y'all want to 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 try and tell me that Nick Sirianni, yo, ever since he did that, that's when it all started. No. Nick, that's who Nick Sirianni that's not what is. What we saying? That was his Super Bowl, though. If you talk about Super Bowl, that was his Super Bowl. He ain't showing the rest of the year. Remember situation. when Devo was celebrating us losing to the Cardinals? He was like jumping up and down in the locker room. Because he made the first seed. He made the first seed in the end. Talking about y'all are tweeting y'all. Vicky, y'all are talking about a situation out of our control. Literally, a situation. Oh my God. So big, bro. Literally obsessed with us. I literally became oh, obsessed y'all with Eagles fans, bro. They started it, really. They really started that podcast. Started. Why uh, y'all keep trying to make this a rivalry? They they beat y'all. They they up 21 15 games. Like, y'all, there's no it rivalry. It is definitely it is a rivalry. Okay, what I will say is that it's, it's definitely a rivalry because there is no rivalry. It's one sided. It's 21 15. It really is one sided. All right, it's a team that's uh, upset that they didn't win a game. All right, that's how this all starts. When fully healthy, they beat the dog shit out of y'all. And hang the banner if that is the case. Congratulations on the Kansas City. They got an NFC championship banner. Two different things. Hang your banner for for beating Kansas City in a regular season game and Nick Sirianni going off. Hang your damn banner then. 
because the Niners did what they were supposed to do. You want to talk about him doing the same thing? You want to talk about him doing the same exact thing? I don't want. I don't give a damn about none of that. The Niners did what the hell they were supposed to do. The Niners did what they were supposed to do. I don't care about none of that shit you're talking about. If you don't want to acknowledge his antics against the Colts, I know antics that y'all follow. Y'all didn't show up to the damn game. I don't want to hear it. You don't want to Y'all didn't show up. Now yeah. It's their karma because they lost in the big game. Y'all yes. niggas ain't make it there. Y'all didn't make it to the big game. Y'all didn't even make it to the game before. You didn't make it to the freaking... Bro, y'all niggas ain't even make it to the championship. You talk about karma. Your karma is losing to Baker Mayfield. Billy Cameron will have kids before the Cowboys make another Super Bowl. Let me go. He's making you're it the Cowboys. About, you're <laughs> talking about, bro. bro. He's bro. making it bro. Now Cowboys. he got to go to the Cowboys. Bro. Number two. Bro, Number bro, you're two. You're the one that's sitting here talking about, about their karma. Y'all didn't make it to the game either. Y'all is also Baker. Come on, now. Let's yes. be so for real right now. I'm going to say this. didn't even say anything. And See, we, that's the thing y'all are failing to realize, too. At least what, I'm what, acknowledging what? all of this. All right? I acknowledge that we choked at the end of the season. I acknowledge that we lost to Baker Mayfield. Why is it that 49ers players and fans can't acknowledge that they simply lost and they keep on losing? Because, they, because they lost. look at the they, messenger. They, they know you that cannot they lost. say anything. You need to sit down and eat your food. Sit down and eat your food. Y'all got left in a, in a wild card. Sit down and eat your food. Don't say I nothing don't about care. them. I don't say nothing about them. I saw a ring in my lifetime. I saw us win the big game in my lifetime. There are a lot of 49 fans that can't say that, and they still talk shit. What have y'all done since? We've been in championship games. But right, what have y'all done since? We've done, done the same, same thing they did. Y'all went to a Super Bowl and lost. the same amount, almost more appearances in championship games than the Cowboys. Or than y'all the went to the Super Bowl and lost. That's it. Y'all went to the Super Bowl. Y'all did the same thing they did. Y'all did the same thing. Tell me the last time. Tell me the last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl. When the last the last time we did? It was only 2017. You was in high school. You was in middle school still. Just answer my question. When's the last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl? Oh, now it's silent. 1995. 1995. I say it. If, if that satisfies you, I just I'll say don't. It. I don't understand. You don't satisfy me. I don't it's understand the correlation between that and their karma. Every they single them. year, they fail. They fail. Bro, we not, bro. We didn't bro, say bro. nothing about them, bro. We admitted flat out that they lost. They went out there and shit the bed. We said that the Niners shit down their legs. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. You're the one that brought up their karma because they lost. Are the modern day Bills. Let me say this. Because Let me say this and move on. Whatever, Super Bowl for Buffalo. I always want to. Y'all want to talk shit on the on the Forty Nineers so bad it just make y'all look dumb as hell, bro. Like y'all talking about be, karma and shit is crazy. I, I already bro. said. I already said. I really. I had a good amount of respect for this team and fan base before that game last year, but ever since, ever since, I right, it has been an obsession. It has been slender. It's okay, been, let, me you, right. let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask That's you this. If, Jay, they, if they, Jalen Hurts got hurt, right? if Jalen Hurts got hurt last year, right? My and they was down to the third string quarterback, on, quarterback and y'all lost. Hold on, Jello. Hold on, Jello. My end statement is this, and we can move on from this whole thing. All right. My end statement is this. For for what it's worth, like I said, before the NFC Championship game a few years ago, 
I had a good amount of respect for this team and fan base. All right. They initiated, they initiated this little rivalry that we have with each other because they wanted to make excuses. All right. They didn't want to just acknowledge the loss and move on. All right. If it was one thing saying that, oh, if we have Brock Purdy, all right, fine. That's what they said. Say it. That's what they said. Is that not a valid reason? Hold on. Keep it as that. Is that not a valid reason? This was literally dragged out. We need to keep it a stack right now. PC, PC, PC. Be for real, bro. PC, I need you to be for real. I need you to be for real. I need you to be for real. No, PC, I need you to be for real. I need you to be for real right now. What in the hell do you expect Josh? Johnson, a 40-year-old substitute teacher to do against the damn great-ass mm. defense. What do you expect oh, to do? No. And what, Fuck Josh Johnson. So why do you think that they're... We had the think, worst run defense last year. Bro, I don't care. I'm sitting here talking about you literally have... Bro, it's so much easier to game plan for the run when you know the throw is not... When you know the throw is not a pass. To be honest, not in play. fuck like, Josh you know Johnson. That. You want to know how bad it was? Christian McCaffrey was taking snaps at quarterback, and y'all want to talk what, about? I want to talk about crazy though. You guys, I was about talking Josh about Johnson. that's a crazy. The Giants thing. backup quarterback, four string quarterback, was lighting us up, and the guy is working. Playoffs, you're you're not giving, you're not making any valid point right now when you say that because this is the freaking playoffs, bro. The teams are gonna lock in. Oh, this Josh Johnson at quarterback. Is Christian McCaffrey taking snaps? Yeah, we got this in the bag. Let's just go ahead and send that pressure. Uh, keep cooking these niggas. And we, um, yeah, let's go ahead and face the Chiefs. Get ready for the Chiefs. I know like, myself how personally. Are we, how are we going to sit here and act like they don't have a valid reason to be sitting here and saying, yo, like, y'all got us, but y'all got us because we had our four-string, 40-year-old quarterback in. Man, you could have kept snaps it in the playoffs. exactly that. You could have kept they did. it. They did. I don't. No, 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 they did not. They probably extended. found the most toxic. I've all right. never heard I anybody said, say We all heard that. it. We all heard all offseason talk about. I had to hear from y'all talk about, oh, if, if Brock Purdy was still healthy in that game, they will have yes. And you want to know what happened? And then what happened? You want me to just ignore that? Is that what you're wrong? I admit that. How can we admit that if Brock Purdy would have been in the game? How can you not admit that? Bro, how can we you was admit like, that it would have been a different game? Oh, yeah. It would have been oh, a yeah. different you're, game. You're totally because right, that's guys. what we said. We never, bro, I never personally said that the that with Brock Purdy, they would no, blow y'all, they would win the game. But it would have been a game. It wouldn't have been no freaking no, Christian McCaffrey against the whole entire all the way Philadelphia. For Super Bowl week and all that offseason, tell you me that it was You cannot be this freaking delusional, bro. It was healthy, You cannot be this freaking delusional, PC. You can't. You're trying to, you're trying to twist history. You're trying to twist history. You, you especially, Luke, kept telling me. The history is Josh Johnson. telling me that Brock Brock Purdy was healthy in that game. They would have won that game. That's all I heard. I never said that. That was everybody else. You're lying. I was the one nigga. Bro, excuse me. I was the one dude that said it would have been a freaking game, which everybody can agree. Brock Purdy at the freaking QB instead of Josh Johnson taking meaningful snaps in the freaking NFC Championship game would have been a game. See that? I know for a fact that at first, the discussion was definitely it would be a game if Brock Purdy played. Once it started going on and y'all kept and y'all kept hitting hitting Niners fans with that oh shut up, suck it up. Then I was like, if Brock Purdy come back, they're gonna beat this shit out of y'all. And they did. 
I will stand on that because y'all talk all that shit about Brock Purdy. This they not gonna do that. They not and they but you, get all shit out of y'all. You know who started all this? Really, was when Debo went into a podcast and said what he said. That started everything. What did he all say? What did he say? What did he say? Bradbury was trash. He was talking he was about Jalen right. Hurts can't throw the football. He was talking about if Brock Purdy was in the game, that Brock Purdy was going to light us up and Jalen can't do nothing against the defense. Oh, went out like a crybaby, bro. He was coping. That was nasty, nasty coping. Everything that Debo said in that podcast came true when they played y'all. Jalen Hurts shit about, the bed. Also, we're talking about James Bradbury got from cooked. Two different years. We're talking about two different teams from two different years. We'll have beef with us for two years. Waited a whole offseason just to get back at us. All right? That was Steve-O's Super Bowl especially. Especially. All right? And he played the game of his life. But in the biggest game where the team actually needed them, he had three catches for 33 yards. And he had balls. a freaking injured hammy. Are you kidding, bro? Cry me a ripper. PC, That's you're done, bro. You cannot be But I, now, when I say you're hurt, dealing with knee injuries. Those are the words. You niggas were Those are the words of a man that has never played sports. That's insane, bro. Cry me a ribbon. That's so insane. He's crying about Jalen Hurts all year. Crying about Hurts knees all year. Now it's cry me a river. You niggas at home right now. Cry me a river. What are you talking about? Man, get out of here, bro. He was healthy. He was healthy, bro. Get out of here, bro. He got healthy. That bye week was what was needed for him to get back to. He got healthy with a strain Bro. Okay. Can we move on, please? Can we move on? Yeah, please. Let's move move on. on. This was great. This was a great argument. Great. (laughs) A lot of emotions. Um, um, Let's move on to the next topic. All right. Uh, Because Patrick Mahomes, I, I, I even acknowledge Patrick Mahomes, but we got to talk about this dude, man. Like, he literally just completed the greatest, possibly one of the greatest playoff runs ever. Um, three MVPs, three Super Bowl MVPs to his name, two regular season MVPs to his name, and three Super Bowl rings. Um, and we always talk about how, how you know, rings when it comes to go conversations and, um, you know, what age demographic like determines like who a goat is you know especially based off rings uh, how important are rings actually when we talk about goats all right because me personally like i'm you know at the end of the day we we can you know say like oh this player has five six rings whatever all right if that if rings were the end all be all to determine who a goat is then mj is better than lebron um, Bill Russell is the greatest player of all time. Uh, we have we have Tom Brady as the greatest of all time, which a lot of people do already. Um, it just I don't think rings have to dictate how successful or how amazing a player is. All right, especially in all sports. Like you know, I I try to differentiate, uh, you know, different kinds of sports. You know, because every sport is different in their own way, have their own uh, regimen is the right where I guess I'm looking for and how to like determine if a player is good or not. But across all sports, rings are not the end all be all on who we view as a goat because there are a lot of, you know, goats that people have in mind. Kobe Bryant was one of them. You know, Alan Iverson's my personal goat. Uh, so just how important are 
rings and go conversation moot. Man, I'm a, uh, I'm a little bit like bothered by how much ring culture has kind of ruined um, our discussion when we talk about all-time greats. Um, you know what I'm saying? I think that when you start talking about how much rings matter or how much this person, you know, oh, they have more rings than this, you kind of just it's never really a discussion of, yeah, that person is great as well. It's more so like, no, that person isn't great at all. This person is so much great. And I think that that kills a lot of things for me because I feel like two people, you know, two legends can coexist. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when, I, when I think about people like Patrick Mahomes and... Um, you know, seeing what he's done in such a short period of time, um, you know, in a run like this where he goes, you know, he plays and probably, was it the coldest game ever? Like something like that, like around those lines, uh, you know, you got him playing against a a stud and, and you know, a great quarterback in his own right, Josh Allen, um, you know, going down on the road to Baltimore, just, you know, just really winning games that he shouldn't win. I think that a run, you know what I'm saying, to and what you did and your sustained greatness should matter more than your rings. Although rings should play a small part or a smaller part, it shouldn't be the end all be all. Um, you know, because me me personally, I'm on the hill that guys like <clears throat> that guys like Breeze are higher than a lot of all time greats that, you know, uh people think Peyton Manning should have won more rings. I still think that he's, you know, top three to me um, all time to ever play. So, you know, it's it's a little bit wonky and it just depends, like, how much you want to weigh, how much you want to let rings weigh in your argument. But I personally don't think it should weigh a substantial amount. TK? Can y'all hear me? All right. So, um, yeah, just to kind of pick off what Moop said, um, I think rings are important, bro, because at the end of the day, no matter what sport it is, baseball, um, hockey, football, um, softball, lacrosse, it doesn't matter. You, I mean, at the end of the day, you everybody plays the game for one reason. It's not about the money. It's not about the fame. It's about winning championships. Um, but I do agree with what uh, Moop said. I think it should play a small part. Um, I think because honestly, if 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 rings were and championships were the only conversation, then Bill Russell would be the goat, and I don't think we'd be having this conversation at all in basketball. And I don't think any, I don't know anybody, even older people, older folks. I don't. I've never met a, a soul that considered Bill Russell the goat. Um, so I think the things that are important is, is like Mook said, the runs that you make while you're in your career. Um, longevity is something that's important to me as well. Um, your status, guys like Lamar Jackson, who has two MVPs in the National League, things like that that have never be, been seen. Patrick Mahomes with his three Super Bowl MVPs, three uh, three straight Super Bowls, three straight MVPs. Um, it just seems like like things like that matter to me. It's the eye test. Our eye, like honestly, what you see, like I don't like. I hate how people 
only want to go to statistics to make their their case also. Bro, we have eyes for a reason. If you're a sports watcher, like on We Hate Sports, everybody on this show, we love our sports, bro. We're baseball watchers. We're football watchers. Basketball. We watch everything, bro. So when we see greatness with our eyes, that's what you see, bro, honestly. And I think a lot of people, they don't take that into into consideration because, like Moose said, it just turns to the conversation of rings. This is why MJ is better than LeBron James or this is why Kobe Bryant will never equal what Michael Jordan was because of this and that. Um, But I know... When what my eyes saw, Kobe was the greatest thing I ever seen touch a basketball until I started paying attention to LeBron James. Um, so I think it's what you see with your own eyes. Like I said, longevity is something that's important to me. It's why Tom Brady is the goal with his seven with seven championships to go with it. Um, I think that plays a huge effect. Um, so I, like I said, it's so many things that play um into in, into the GOAT conversation. Um, because like 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 I said, I'm a, I'm a, I think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time he doesn't have more rings than kobe bryant he doesn't have more rings than michael jordan nobody will ever get 11 uh championship rings in any sport i don't care what sport it is nobody is ever getting 11 rings so i'm kind of glad that people when it comes to the conversation nobody considers bill russell the greatest of all time because anybody who considers bill russell the greatest of all time you just honestly seriously stop watching sports um but yeah like i said longevity um like I said, the eye test is really important. Championships, they do play a part, unfortunately. Whether you want to admit it or not, championships, you got to win some championships, bro. You can't just go an entire career in, in your sport of choice and not win a championship, bro. It's why guys like Charles Barkley are considered one of the GOATs of all time. Um, if he had a ring to his name, Charles Barkley would be, would be one of – he would be on that MJ level. And if you don't believe me, go ahead and watch some Charles Barkley highlights. He was nasty as hell. Um, but he doesn't have a ring. So, like I said, it kind of – like Mooch said, it kind of plays a part into it. So, maybe it should be a little smaller when it comes to these type of conversations because guys like Allen Iverson who've never had a ring – PC, I'm with you there, bro. Allen Iverson is the greatest point guard I think I've ever seen in my life, bro. He is so – he was so fun to watch. And – for him to do it at his size, like I'm saying, 165 pounds, six foot, the greatest basketball player, a pound for pound, inch for inch. Like, this, like it's just crazy. Like, I know what I seen when I saw Allen Iverson, and he's one of the greatest all times. I don't give a shit, excuse my language, just because he doesn't have a ring. In my eyes, he's one of the greatest of all time because I've seen what he's did, his accomplishments, the MVPs, the steal records, like what this dude was doing on defense, everything. Kobe Bryant, I personally think he's better than Michael Jordan. Because I didn't see Michael Jordan play. I, I I hear the stories about Michael Jordan. I see the highlights of Michael Jordan. I watch the old basketball games of Michael Jordan. But when I see Michael Jordan, I see that in Kobe Bryant. That's why when people want to bring up the MJ-Kobe uh, Bryant conversation, I never entertain it at all. Kobe Bryant, Because I'm just going to end it with Kobe Bryant is the greatest I've ever seen because I've never seen Michael Jordan. So Kobe Bryant is my Michael Jordan. Like, things like that. So um, I think, honestly, another thing is generations is also going to play a part. Because, Mook, I'm surprised you kind of didn't point this out. It's going to come a point in time where our kids and our kids' kids are not going to know anything about LeBron James, and he's the greatest we've ever seen. They're not going to know who that is. It's going to be some other dude that's in the NBA at that time that's going to be the greatest thing they've ever seen. They're not going to know who Michael Jordan is. It's going to be either LeBron James or the next person that's in the NBA. So as crazy as it is, Michael Jordan won't even be in the conversation in in about 25, 30 years. That place... Art. Like sports change so much, move. Like it's but this like, how I'm a counter that. Next I, great. But go ahead, bro. I'm a I'm a counter that, bro, because I plan to follow the LeBron plan and have these little niggas watching LeBron highlights from day one. I'm with so. you there, bro. <laughs> I'm with, I'm they with will you know there, LeBron. Bro. They will know every move LeBron does. 
Yes, so, yeah, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, that's about it. Uh, yes, sir. My, yeah, my kid coming out the womb watching LeBron James highlights. Now, in it fact, as soon as he out. comes out the coochie, he's watching <laughs> LeBron highlights. No, in fact, when he comes out the coochie and when he gets the tube removed from his stomach, he's wearing that LeBron jersey. That oh, LeBron. brother, Bron sexuals. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> the Jeez. only player. Right. No. Oh. He was the only player that your kids will know is Freddie Adu. He's <laughs> not even no. He's not even just gonna watch LeBron. He's gonna watch Bronny because Bronny's gonna be in the league feasting and feasting just like his daddy. I can't wait. Oh, they're Bro. watching the entire Bron family. They're watching Bronny. They're watching Bryce. They're watching Zuri because I know for a fact Zuri's gonna be in the WNBA and she's gonna be cooking. <laughs> It's great. It's got, I can't wait. Ooh. Oh. I feel like you perform like satanic rituals at the end of the night, bro. Can we like, please move on? <laughs> like, this man is crazy, what you bro. Jello, j- don't go dip your thing. He said Zuri's going to be cooking, oh. bro. <laughs> Yeah, he was kind of oh. cooking for a little bit at first, bro. He, he was, and then he just, and then he just got cooking. Not entertain this man. <laughs> what? So like, it's a, it's valid. Go ahead, Joe. Oh no! Oh no! Here he goes. Why is it every time you' about to start talking? And what's crazy is he wasn't even supposed to go, but <laughs> he wasn't even supposed to go. Oh, but oh yeah. Who, 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 right, all right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, he right, threw right. me off. Sorry, sorry. Him. I was, go gonna, I was gonna let it rock, but the Wi Fi just threw me off. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Jello? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take that. <gasps> go, 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 bro. Oh my bad, Jello. I had to do it, bro. I had to do it, bro. I literally got tears in my eyes, bro. There's literally tears in my eyes, bro. Luke, you are going to hell for that. <laughs> bro, he played the most Mexican music you could ever play for. Yo, I think I saw, saw Jello start involuntarily dancing, bro. That's from home. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> my fault, y'all. My fault. I had, Yo. I had to do it to my bro. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm in tears, ah. man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yo. Can we go? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Everybody, right, let me get, let me get right Go ahead. There, let me get right. Anyway, oh, before shit. I was really interrupted, um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going, bro. I'm right, going, bro. Go conversation, man. When we get into the go conversation, I think we got to look at yes, yes, rings should be a factor, indeed. But I mean, we also got to look at the talent too. I mean, we talking about dudes like uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know. Like, yeah, he only has one ring, but at the same time, this is like the greatest quarterback before Mahomes, before Mahomes was speaking. This is the greatest quarterback that we saw touch the ball, you know what I'm saying? So, like, 
Um, we go into that, like just looking at the talent, the eye test, like you got to put in into consider, uh, consideration, like the uh, the championships, the rings, you don't always have the team put together to win rings. But when you're looking at like just pure talent and stuff, like I feel like, and over time, yes, that does get lost. But at the same time, like you, you're looking at, you're looking at dudes like, um, I, I look in the past generations, I hear um, names like uh, Johnny United, stuff like that. Like, they were the greatest to ever touch the uh, ball at that point. And, you know, um, as time goes on and, you know, we lose that. But, like, at the same time, like, um, they do have the stats. They have the rings and stuff to show for it. But the talent and stuff just needs to put, uh, play a little bit more of a part of it. But um, really, um, rings, yeah, you got you got to win rings. Like, if you want to be in any type of go conversation, you got you to gotta win at least one or two, you know. Or, I mean, you can't be the greatest and not have – you know, been the best LBA season ever. So um, that's really, that's really just my stance on it. But uh, yeah, um, range definitely a play, play a part, but um, talent got to be it too. So like, you got to, you got to go back and look, you got to look at the talent, how they play, um, you know, just base it off of that for real. So that's my take on it for real. Great. Uh, Tolu? You know, I, I kind of see it the way uh, Mook and uh, uh, TK is. Um, the ring conversations really ruined the NBA. I mean, the rings are important. They really are. And they really help your case. But if rings were defining every player, then, for example, uh, Robert Horry, he has seven championships. He would be considered better than guys like Allen Iverson and 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 who else? Uh, Allen Iverson, Charles Barkley. You know, ring culture. You know, it, it's really ruined sports, especially I've been seeing on Twitter like someone from 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 the the nineteen sixty six Boston Celtics. They named some man. Uh, oh, what was it? Uh, uh Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy. Uh, they say oh because he has uh, well I think he has like seven championships. They say oh wait, Bob Cousy would dominate the NBA right now, and he would be better than LeBron James. He'd be better than Kobe Bryant. He'd be better than uh Stephen Curry. No, he would not be just because he has more rings does not make him better than the all-time greats like Allen Iverson, Charles Barkley, Stephen Curry. And I hate Steph. So if you see me bringing Steph, that means it's really getting serious. So ring culture really just ruined ruined sports. I mean, they're very important. Don't get me wrong. They're important. Rings could uh, or is an up for your legacy, not a down, but it's not be all, be all that. Oh, you have to you have to have this many championships to be considered the greatest of all time. I don't I don't buy that. I think it's stupid. I think ring culture has ruined sports. Like I'm just picking off what TK and Mook said. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go off Tolu. Like you know, ring culture, especially like on Twitter and and other apps. It, it just ruined, like, the game, I feel, like, in a way. Because, like, you have these conversations of, about people's legacy and everything. Yes, you have to get the rings, of course. But if one player has more rings, that doesn't mean that that player is better than other player with less rings, really. Like, I, I feel like this is, like, a discord that, that people just start. And it's just ruining the sports, really. In basketball, mostly, because I feel like in basketball, is more like of a, a topic 
you know, like in certain apps and everything like that. But I, I feel like, you know, like you need the rings. You need to um, be able to show, of course, the talent off and everything. But it's not the end all and be all. You have to, um, of course, win the ring or two. But it's not about winning so many rings. You have to 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 show um consistency, of course, and everything like that. But it, it's just a mess, really. Like how people um do it, really. Like 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 Tolu said, Robert Horry has seven rings. That doesn't mean he's better than Steph Curry, who has four rings. Like I, I just I just hate that that ring discord, and, and and basically I'm not sure like what everyone else thinks that didn't go yet, but. The ring discord and, and everything like that ruins the game, really. I, I kind of should have said this while I was speaking, um, but um, what I was going to say was ring culture really does expose who really does and does not watch sports. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to give an example. I'm going to give an example. Nobody would ever say that Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Because if you sit there and watch Aaron Rodgers, you sit there and watch Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady is the greatest winner of all time. But talent-wise, Tom Brady was never the most talented quarterback ever. That's why you can really, yes, yes, Tom Brady is undisputed, the GOAT. But as far as talent goes, if you're not watching, if you're not watching the game, you nobody would ever, if you're not watching the game, you would never say that Aaron Rodgers was a better quarterback than Tom Brady. But if you actually sit there and watch, and you see the talent, the stuff that Aaron Rodgers used to do. If you sit there and see the talent that Mahomes is doing now, like um, you could never truly say that Tom Brady was a better pure quarterback than either of those two guys. That, that's why I'm going to say um, ring culture really, it doesn't, ruin this, it doesn't ruin the sport or the conversation. It just exposes who really watches the sport or maybe they weren't, maybe they weren't in that generation so they couldn't see. But it really shows if you really watch or not. So that's 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 what really what I should have said. But yeah, that's that's my take on that. Too. Yeah. I think. Oh, go ahead, TK. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say quickly, like, and and I think like what make like I said, what makes Tom Brady the goat is it's not just what he did with the seven rings. It's not just about that. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Get into it. You could talk about how Tom Brady had two different primes. Tom Brady also played in the era where it was smash smart football and and defensive players were allowed to hit players, actually hit and and yeah. knock down quarterbacks. Like for and for him to do it for 20 years, bro. Like like I said, that's why I said the longevity, the consistency, uh, what you did in your era, mm-hmm. what you, were you the best or one of the best at your positions in your era when you played? Um, things like that matter, bro. And and Robert Horry was not one of those. He was not the best. I yeah, agree. One of the well, you could say Robert Horry was one of the most clutch, clutch shooters in the game. Because when it came I'm down, I'm gonna say this about Robert Horry. But, Robert Horry was the best at picking teams. He should have been a top GM because that that would do exactly what team to go to to win a ring. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> that was that's the perfect thing I can say. Like. Robert Horry, he knew the talent to go to. He saw what the team was gonna do, so he was like, "Man, let me go ahead and jump over here and get this ring. I'm gonna call it a day." He got seven. He got it seven times. So, I think he's the best. Um, he's the best. Uh, the best bench player, not the best bench. Best role player. Player. One of the best, the best, best team picker ever. Best role um, player. One of the best role yeah. players of all time. Best team pickers of all time too. Uh, Bam, I don't know if you want to add more to to your answer. Yeah, I, know it was I mean, off earlier. 
it's pointless for me to really add on because y'all said everything that I said that I was gonna say. I'm gonna go a step further than Jello and say ring culture has definitely ruined basketball, football, any type of discourse. Cause ring culture discourse is so fucking lazy. Excuse my language, but it's so lazy. Like I don't think that a lot of people, especially if you play sports, if you watch sports in general, you will understand. But if you play sports, it takes such a perfect storm to win it, win any type of championship, whether it be Stanley Cup, uh, basketball ring, football ring. It takes a perfect storm, and even more so than just talent, it takes an absurd amount of luck to get there and win. Like it's one thing to get there, but you have to get very lucky. To win, you have to have things rolling in your favor to win. While I do think that <clears throat> um, kind of preference is subjective for fans, it's even more subjective for players because some players will tell you they don't give a fuck about rings. They don't care if they win rings. They want some players just want to run the bag up. Some players they don't care about the bag. They play for the love of the game. They want a ring. So when you look at ring culture. Don't get me wrong, rings are important because, like TK said, the goal when you play professional sports or sports in general is to get to the highest level and win. But you have to look at the talent, one person, you have to look at the talent of the person you're talking about, the talent that the team has, their individual performance versus their team performance. Like, we always had a discussion about Braun on the Mavs. If if he wins that ring and or say the Heat go ahead and beat the Mavs, there's a lot of people that would say that ring don't count because of how bad he played, just like on the opposite foot. If he lose that series, they lose that series and he play on his mind, now that's an asterisk. He should have that ring. So it's subjective and you really gotta look at all type of shit. Somebody brought up a, a perfect example earlier. AR, TK literally reached in my brain and pulled out there. He's one of the best fucking point guards ever to play the game. One of the best players ever to play the game. And my evidence for that is look at what he did to that Kobe and Shaq Lakers team. He shouldn't have even got there, let alone won a game. Like, it was him and Eric Snow. Like, be serious, man. He carried Eric Snow and an agent to keep one ring, oh. I mean, to one win against a juggernaut team. To add to your point, Bam, Eric Snow averaged 11 points that year. 11. He, he somehow won six man a year. I don't know how. But that was, that was off of what Iverson was doing, which is insane. And let, me add, let me add one more point to that, bro, just to glaze Iverson a little more because I love that man, bro. Bro, that one loss that they lost to the Sixers, that was their only loss that entire postseason, bro. They literally put not like, supposed yeah. to pull that off. And he took them and won the game that he shouldn't have won. That's not supposed yep. to happen, bro. And it's just sad. Like, it's just sad. Because, like, I'm glad Bam brought it up. Like, your team is extremely important. Why do you think teams nowadays, bro, the era has changed so much that teams are trying to get all-stars to team up with other all-stars to win these rings, bro? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, bro, what Iverson did against that, against Kobe and Shaq, bro, and I'm a Lakers fan. That's, that's bro, that was, that was crazy. He was not supposed to win that game. And even to go off what TK said just now, that was one of my other points. Um, you look at because we was this this car this this whole topic started because we were talking about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Um, when you look at stuff like that, 
like TK said earlier, bro, we're never going to get anybody that three-peats, retires, and then three-peats again. We're never going to get anything else like that. We're never going to get somebody winning at 11 ranks. That's never happening again. That's just a generational divide, whether you feel like they played against plumbers or not. Yes, the game has evolved. That's totally subjective. But the game nowadays is not structured for anybody to do that. So we will never see that type of thing again. So I feel like comparing players nowadays to an MJ or a, a Kobe or Braun, it's just unrealistic because we're not going to – the league is just – it has so much parity now. But that's my take on it. I hate ring culture. It's, it's dumb as fuck. Watch the games. Watch the sport you claim you love. Stop the dumbass ring culture. <laughs> I think a ring is temporary. Rings are defiant. But legacies, mm-hmm. legacies are immortal. And, you know, for a lot of us, when we show our kids LeBron highlights in another 10 years, or even, you know, MJ highlights, and they go on YouTube and find MJ highlights in another 20 years, you know, they're going to, they're going to think to themselves, like, okay, this guy was, had to have been really good for his time. And I think with, as generations come and go, um, there's always going to be, there's always going to be, you know, one guy, at least one person that's like, nope, this guy is the end all be all. Whoever the next big mega star of their sport is in another 20 years, there's going to be one person that's like, this guy is the end all be all best player ever. And that's just, I think, human nature. Like, like, probably is the devil. Like, everybody always just wants to be right. And, like, you know, that's that's just, like I said, human nature. Um, you know, but if you truly are committed to the game that you love and that you watch and you take the time to look at the film um, and, and care about the history of the game, to care about the culture of the game and care about what these players had to do to get in the positions that they put themselves in, I mean the film is going to speak for itself you know because kid our kids in another 10 15 years they're not going to be able to experience what we've experienced with lebron um or definitely not be able to experience what you know uh their grandparents or great grandparents did with uh with mj um but they could certainly tell stories about it if they're willing to listen um that's another thing too with like attention spams hound days you know like it's all ties in with with the pride thing like everybody wants to be right but nobody ever wants to take a time to listen to another person's story um and you know i i think that's why ring culture now is just so nauseating like almost every day um but yeah uh, that was a really civilized conversation uh <laughs> Oh, thanks, sister. We see where we're a very diverse. That was a great point that you brought up, man. Like, I just want to break down on, like, break down that a little bit. Like, the pride thing. Everybody wants to be right. That was so freaking amazing that you said that. Because, like, um, people are so quick to be right, and you know, we really was not there to like witness Jordan for real. So. That's why when it comes like to the uh, the go conversation, I've I've seen LeBron shoot my whole life. Like I was born in two thousand one, he was in the league two thousand three. Like, um, really just sitting there and watching LeBron, like 
in my mind, there was nobody that was like, could have been better than this nigga. Come on now. But people before me, they saw Jordan. And that was the Jordan, that was the LeBron to them. So like, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't too much disagree anymore because, you know, they saw it. I didn't. But, you know, we all have our goats and we all want to debate who the GOAT is because, you know, we actually watching them, but we don't want to just sit there and take the time to, you know, hear somebody else. You know, I think we should do that a little bit more, you know. Um, that's a, that was a good point. Let's move on to uh, the next topic. Uh, let's talk a little bit about NBA uh, because we have to talk about the Eastern Conference at the moment. Um, you know, it's, I think, more wide open than ever. Uh, currently, here are the top five seeds in order. Boston Celtics, first seed, 41-12. The two seed, Cleveland Cavaliers, who are 17-2 and in their last 19 games. Um, then you have the Bucks, who are well on their way to being the Nuggets tonight, so they'll be 35-19. and But right behind them are the Knicks at 33-20, and who've been amazing ever since they got OG, and the Sixers at five. Um, out of all of these teams... Who do you think is the biggest threat to Boston at the moment? Um, because honestly, like, if if I'm being honest, because everything is a whole, really wide open right now, um, and I don't trust Doc Rivers as far as I could throw him, they could have to go with the Knicks. Really, you? They could have to go with the Knicks. Like, you know, they they have everything that they need to go and win a championship right now. I think the GM realized that he was like, "Wait, Joel Embiid's hurt." The Bucks hired Doc Rivers, um, and outside of that, it's really there's no true competition. We just whooped the Cavs last year. Uh, so what did he do? He went out and got Alec Burks. He went out and got Bogdan Bogdanovich um, and Ongia Nobi. And Jalen Brunson is having a career year with uh, with uh, Mitchell Robinson set to return in the playoffs. Like the Knicks, like if they just keep their heads on a swivel. They're going to go far this year. They're going to be at the very minimum in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I could see that. I think it, the only thing that stops them is inexperience and Tom Thibodeau. Uh, that's really the only like weakness I could see with that team right now. Um, but we'll we'll go uh, Mook and then we'll go uh, Joe afterwards. Um. Honestly, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Jello go because I I just want to disagree with whatever he said. So I'm gonna oh. let him go first. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was gonna say the Knicks. I was gonna say the Knicks. Um, PC just uh stole it from out of my mouth. But um, man, what what I see out of this Knicks <sighs> team is like the ultimate underdog. Cause like you know, he not, did not, what? Not in the sense like you know. Um, like they're not good or anything. It's just that how, how I've been seeing Jalen Brunson play, like he's really been putting this team on their back. And um, it it kind of remind it kind of reminds me. I don't know if, it, if y'all get this, but um, it's not it's not the same in any way. But y'all remember that year that Trey Young had went to the Eastern Conference Finals. I I'm just seeing I'm just seeing the same type of fire in Jalen Brunson right now, and like I don't think anybody can really take that light out of him. Until you know, it's time for you know the light to you know, you know, 
let out. It's gonna. It, it may happen eventually. It so, might take him all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. But right now, you're, you're, what I'm you're calling him the, the ultimate dark horse. I think it's a better phrase for it. Yeah, ultimate dark horse. That's better. Yeah, dark horse, not underdog. But um, yeah, what I'm seeing out of Jalen Brunson, I don't. What I'm seeing out of Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, which is crazy to me, because I hated I hated Julius Randle. Just me personally. But um, you know, they're both um really putting this Knicks team like onto you know. That that top that top tier type level, you know, uh, I really like them. I really like their chances. I hate I hate Jello so much because like <laughs> I can't even disagree with what he's saying. Uh, I do have to disagree with what PC was saying. I don't think that inexperience and Tom Thibodeau will be what stops the Knicks. I think it's going to be injuries, which I guess Tom Thibodeau plays a part in because yes. we've seen him ruin, we've seen him ruin Derrick Rose. But uh, I don't think that he's going to be the sole reason why they lose. I, I really do trust Tom Thibodeau, I feel like, in the playoffs. Um, people don't even remember this, that he was one of the biggest uh, consultants back when the Warriors were winning uh, some of their chips um, for their defense. He was like their defensive coordinator. So I trust Tom Thibodeau to be able to make the right decisions. Regardless, it's going to be a low-scoring, hard-fought physical game if you're going against the Knicks, which is going to wear down other teams. If you're not really familiar with that style, you're used to you know shooting threes and not getting on the boards, they're going to beat you. Um, another thing that kind of makes me uh, – somebody got their mic on. Uh, somebody got their mic on. I can't remember. But uh, basically, like – Another thing that kind of just scares me off from saying the Knicks wholeheartedly is um, Julius Randle. I don't really, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a high belief that Julius Randle is going to be the same player that he is in the regular season that he is in the big moments. I seen uh, Trey Young coming to his house, and you know what I'm saying I get it. The Knicks didn't have a, a surefire, uh, you know. A great guard, R.J. Barrett is, you know, he's R.J. Barrett. Uh, he was not Brunson at any at any point in his career. Um, and Brunson is an elite point guard that we have never really seen the Knicks have, like, in a while. So I do think that um, that's the thing that's going to help him out this year. Uh, this year in the playoffs, Julius is going to be able to cook, um, not have, you know, Five the entire team over you know trying to trying to guard him and stuff like that. He's gonna have people that can cook, people that can space the floor. That's gonna help them a lot. Um, but one team that I'm really not uh, counting out, even though they've been having a horrific year as far as with uh, injuries and you know things like that of that nature. I'm not counting out the Miami Heat. Um, I just can't count out Eric Spoelstra on any level. Um, when it comes to the top three, top two coaches, I have them right there, if not top one. Uh, I'm not going to say... Look, Gianni want to smile. Go ahead and smile, Gianni. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't expect me to say it. He didn't expect me to say it. I had to surprise him. I had to surprise him. But nah, like, for real, for real, like, I know that the Heat have had their problems. Um, Bam, he has the hip problem. Uh, but, but, you know, I just trust... I trust Eric's supposed to figure it out. Like, I expect them to go on a run after this All-Star break. 
Um, I expect them to sneak into the playoffs, and I expect them to give Boston or whoever they may face first round a lot of headaches. And that that series alone, whoever they play first round, is going to shape the rest of the playoffs because they're going to come out physical. They're going to come out, you know, scrappy. They're going to tire out whoever they're playing. And that might affect them if they, you know, say if the Miami Heat do lose and that team goes on, that might affect that team further on down the line um, when it comes to playing. So, you know, I'm not down. I'm not counting out the uh, Miami Heat to to really do it, you know what I'm saying, to, to come out of nowhere. All right, Gianni, because I know you want to follow up on that. I'm going to say about the two seed to the fifth seed, if you're talking about the Cavs, Knicks, the Bucks, and the Sixers as being a threat to the Boston Celtics, you could just put the Boston Celtics in the finals, honestly. If you count all those four teams really as a threat, like I I I have my hatred over Boston really, but the Celtics just are different this season. I still think if they make the finals, get destroyed in the finals, I feel. Because the West is just too loaded. And for Mook, um, paying us really to make a run, it looked really, really bad right now because Jimmy with his personal issues, Terry Rogier with his injury, Josh Richardson is injured, Duncan Robinson got injured because Jalen Brown decided to push him into the stands the other day. Not other day. I don't know what he was thinking there. And then you got um, Bam with his hip. So, like, so many things. Because you know, like, how the playoffs are. We've seen it. Everything has to go your way, basically, for a run to happen. And when I look at these other teams in the East, I just don't see it. Maybe the Knicks, maybe. If Tom Thibodeau doesn't get in their way, you know, managing the minutes, maybe they can do it. But I just don't see right now nobody being Boston out East, honestly. They're just too loaded. I think if Porzingis and Drew Holiday, they stay healthy throughout the playoffs, I just don't see anybody being able to compete with this team right now. Yeah, I agree with Gianni. I have my hatred for Boston as well, but um, they're just, they're different this year. Um, Jason Tatum looking like Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown can, I want to say he can score with his left hand consistently, but he's getting better. Um, they still got Derek White. Some people say he was should, she should be an all-star, which I do not agree with, but he's a really good role player. Um, they got Al Horford, you know, as a great backup big. They got Porzingis, who out of the blue, you know, just turned probably, I don't know, maybe he that it's that Celtics you know inner racism that just releases that releases you know that gives white players their powers back but I don't understand how Porzingis is actually looking good this is the best I've seen Porzingis since he was with the Knicks maybe it's that Boston white racism culture that just resurrects white players back into totally. their natural form. But I guess it is. Totally. I mean, I, this is the, nice. I mean, come on. Is this the best Porzingis we've seen since he was in New York? No. Yeah, no, I, yeah come no. on. This He's is, been playing is, great. As much as, I since... wanna, 
as much as I want to go with your with your agenda for Boston hate and racism, <laughs> Porzingis, <laughs> Porzingis was really great last year with the Wizards, and he's been cooking with the Wizards. He was like he a is, twenty and twelve. Yeah, when he was like, like, like cooking with the Wizards, but I good. saw him. I saw him getting put back dunks, bro. When have you yes. seen Porzingis put back dunks, bro? That make him when barely he, jump. The Wizards. When he was healthy, he got to be healthy. Yeah. That's why he, he was healthy. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't he wasn't healthy uh, with the Mavericks at all. No, it's not even about it's not even about health in the Mavericks. They were trying to make him a, a a catch and shoot guy in the corner, and that's not his game. His game is to have the ball and be able to space the floor, but not just make him a standstill, stand in the corner while Luca Cooks guy. Like he was more in a role in the Wizards and the Wizards. I mean, he, he flourished there. They weren't winning shit, but he flourished there. Yeah. And then obviously they got Drew Holiday, some guy named Peyton Pritchard, which is I don't know how he's actually a decent role player looking like that, man. He looks like a literal thumb. Makes me sick. But um, <laughs> but uh that that they got uh, what's his name? Quita? Quita off the bench. I like his game. He's pretty good. I like Quita. Like, I don't see anybody competing with the Boston Celtics in the East, so Maybe the Knicks can maybe give them a run for their money, maybe take it to, to six games. But nobody in the East is beating the Boston Celtics at, at full strength. Game, Bam. I don't know who wants to go first out of Not y'all both pointing um, the finger. I agree. I'll switch the question up. I think that the, the Cavs will have to give the Celtics a run for their money. Because Celtics been there, Celtics match up the best with them, so I think that's it. Who would have to give the Cavs a run for their money? One, I would have to go with. Um, I spaced out. The, of course, the Knicks would give the Cavs a run for their money. It would be a rematch of anything. Um, I agree with Mook. Angelo, I don't fucking trust Julius Randle at all. I don't trust him. I don't trust that man one bit. So if unless Julius Randle can turn the page and become a playoff performer and not just a big-ass shot chucker, don't win a rebound, then it's going to be the same old story. Who I think that people are sleeping on as a team to give a Knicks a run for their money if they meet up in the playoffs is the Pacers. And I say that because if you put Mitch on that island with Tyrese Halliburton, that's going to flip the series because Mitch is not going to stay with Tyrese Halliburton at all. He's going to get hunted on defense from Tyrese Halliburton and either Miles Turner or Pascal Siakam. They're just going to hunt that man all game. So those those my two picks. PC it would be y'all if y'all can stay fucking healthy, but I'll even blame you. Um especially I mean I don't I don't know how. Uh yeah, I don't know how we were gonna be able to do anything this year, but TK. Um, yeah, I agree a little bit. I'm kind of taking a little bit of everything of what everybody said, um, especially with what Gianni said. I personally just don't think if you're asking me right now to pick a team who I think will come out of the East, it's got to be the Boston Celtics. Um, 
they already touched on it a little bit. They have extreme. They have an, they have a loaded roster, uh, great bench. <clears throat> but here's something nobody talked about. At the trade deadline, they got Xavier Tillman um, from the Memphis Grizzlies, and I think that's huge for the Boston Celtics. You just added another big off the bench who could spread the floor. Um, I mean, it just seems like Boston was already the best team in the NBA, and then at the trade deadline, they just did nothing but got but got better. Um, so if I'm having to pick a team that comes out of the East for the second part of the question, um, I agree with Mook. It, it would have to be the New York Knicks. Um, it, it, they, oh, and also Mook, shout out to us, bro, because we're not, we weren't shocked that Donovan Mitchell was balling the way he was balling this year and the Cavaliers are where they are. We told y'all to watch out this season mm-hmm. for the Cavs and especially Donovan Mitchell, who's playing at an MVP type level right now. Just wanted to throw that out there. So shout out to me and Mook for being a geniuses. But yeah, um, back to the topic. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll go with the New York Knicks. I also agree with what Bam said. Like I said, I'm taking some of what everybody said. Um, I don't trust Julius Randle at all. They they know I speak highly on Julius Randle during the regular season, but he is a choker when it comes to him in the playoffs. He's a completely different player. When the lights get bright, his game goes down. Um, and I think Julius and I think uh, uh, Brunson is gonna need Julius Randle to be this type of special player that he is when he plays in the regular season. If not. The Knicks have absolutely no shot whatsoever because you know what um, Tom Thibodeau is going to do with these players in the minutes. These games are going to be extremely close, and, and, and Tom Thibodeau is going to run these players into the ground. So for them to win a for them to win a seven game series, I think that they're going to have to do the impossible, and they would have to get up big on a team like the Boston Celtics. Um, just go on a crazy run, whether it's in the first quarter, or the second quarter, but you're going to have to go on one of those crazy type of runs to have a team to beat like the um, to beat. To, to have a chance to beat a team like the Boston Celtics, sorry. Um, Tolu kind of take a little bit of what he said. I don't, although I don't think this is the best Porzingis has looked since um, he's gotten since he came from Philly. It was definitely last year when he was, or two years ago when he was at Washington. But I also think to back to kind of defend what Tolu's saying. Um, he also was in Washington playing with a bunch of nobodies, so he didn't. So he had the opportunity to t- to take a, to take a lot more shots and have that 22 and 12 season that he's honestly not wasn't expected to have with the Boston Celtics at all. Um, I think this is definitely one of his better seasons. Um, like Mook said uh, earlier, that he, the whole Mavs, it did not work with the Mavs because, like he said, they were trying to make him to something that he wasn't. Um, every time you watch uh, Luka <clears throat> and, K- and, and KP, this man was literally doing nothing but standing in the corner, uh, standing in the corner, hoping that Luka passed him the ball. And um, then by the time when he didn't, when, when Luka's holding on to the ball for about 17 seconds of the 24 seconds, that gives a guy like um, uh, KP seven seconds to try to make something happen with the ball. And that's just not his game at all. So that's why it didn't work there. Him getting out of uh, uh, Dallas was the best thing that could have possibly happened to him. Um, so... And then to answer the third part of the question, to pick off what Bam said, um, I guess my sneaky team to watch out for. Honestly, I'm surprised nobody said it, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm still not gonna give up on the Bucks, bro. They still have Damian Lillard and Giannis and Tutu over there, bro. When you got two All Stars like that, two top ten players in the league, you can never count them out. I don't care who they're going against in the playoffs; they have a chance uh, versus anybody except for Boston, of course. Like I just said, who well, I think they will run through. But TK, I'm gonna I, say two TK, words for you, bro. TK, Doc, TK, I'm gonna say two Doc words. Doc, hold on, Doc hold on, freaking hold on. Rivers, bro. I can't say nothing to that because we know we know what the resume is. When he de- when he doesn't and... have the Celtics in 2008, he's just not that guy. But I'm saying say, the wrong two words. I will say this. What? Damian Lillard. Even in Mook, and and you can back this up because we we don't we, we the Lakers fans here, bro. Even when you have two All Stars. 
LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Even when your coach, Darvin Ham, is a fucking moron, it is so hard, bro, to fuck up two All-Stars from not getting to at least an Eastern Conference or Western Conference championship, bro. It's hard for a coach to fuck that up when you have two All-Stars and two top-tier players in the top ten, bro. So I don't understand how he would mess that up. Honestly, I'm not going to give up on the Bucks just yet. They still have defensive problems. Doc Rivers is shit. He's trash. Uh, we know what he is. But at the end of the day, bro, like I said, when you got two all-stars, bro, two top ten players on your team, honestly, bro, you always got a chance. They ain't going to play a lick of fucking defense. They ain't going to play a but they, lick. But they did. They did. They did a, they did a great yeah, thing yeah. this um, for the trade deadline. They went and got Pat Bev. Pat Bev is going to help. Damn. Give him some great. I did forget about that. Give him some great minutes. Why did I not think about also, that? Because Pat can also like just basically, be, I mean, um, be able to set the offense up. His defensive presence level, too, like, like it's gonna it's help the whole really, team. It's really good, like, to be able to have Pat Bev to be there and be able to not only just be a defensive pass, but you can give Dame some of those minutes because Pat has the capability of organizing the offense and being able to get guys in their spots. So he's a good playmaker yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, and what he does for the locker room, he can bring he can bring the guys together. Uh, he'll be the guy that that that'll put some attitude in it. because Damian, you're not gonna get that from Damian Lillard. Giannis, no. he's a he's a comedian, he's a funny guy. Which the team, I think the team needs. He plays his role well. But a guy like Patrick Beverly, bro, he's gonna come. He's gonna come and he's gonna step on next. He's gonna tell guys what's you feel me what to do. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. And Mook also, <laughs> nobody's talking about it, bro. Middleton is having a sneaky good ass year playing his role, bro. Being the third player on that team, he's playing that role so well, and nobody's yeah. talking about it, bro. He's been like, really I, good. I think I think if they can just get to the playoffs, which I think all of us think that the Bucks are going to get there. Yeah. I think if you just get there, like I said, it's just so hard to mess. Even Darvin Ham couldn't fuck up what we had last year until we got to the Western Conference Finals, which I think is where um, the uh, was was where I think the Bucks will end up seeing the Celtics. I don't. I think it'll go somewhere where they won't have to see the Celtics until the Eastern Conference, where I think they will be exposed. Okay, because so I, here's my question. Here's 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 what we get to. Do you think that the Bucks can knock off the Cavs or the Knicks yes. right yeah. now? Because yes. I've seen I've seen Donovan Mitchell choke too much in the playoffs, and he doesn't true, have true, true, true. Cavs around him. They're, these guys hey, are man. Babies. the babies. It's, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is just Joel Embiid without the MVPs. To be honest, that's why I don't I don't like, believe in the Cavs to yeah. make no type of deal. That's why I don't believe in no. I don't believe in the Cavs. He's a Cavs great either. he's a great player, great player when it's regular season time. Like you know, but he falls short. He's he's falling short in those times. And you know, I still think about that year where the Utah Jazz were like the number one seed in the West, and they lost to a they lost. I quote me, just tell me if I'm wrong though. Did they not lose to the Clippers without Kawhi? Yeah, yeah. What a what a trip to oh, get yeah, to the yeah. to the Western Conference Finals on the line. They should down. Yeah, they lost in six games. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not trusting Donovan Mitchell. I'm not trusting Evan Mobley. I'm not trusting Jared Allen, who gave us the the lights were too bright quote. I'm you took the words out of my mouth, bro. Uh, it would be so different. Two, oh, oh my seriously. god! I'm not exactly. trusting none of them. I'm, uh, Garland, I don't know what's going on with Garland this year. I don't know if his ability to play off of Donovan Mitchell's been a little bit, you know. I think that's what it is. That wonky. chemistry just ain't there. Um, yeah. And then you look at, you know, we need to see is 
Garland going to step up this offseason because as much as we give crap about, we give uh, Donovan Mitchell crap about folding to the Knicks last year in a series that I really believe that they were the better team. Uh, you know, for Garland didn't do much of anything either, if you're being totally honest. Like, we got to hold him accountable at some point. So I just got to see it. You know, I'm not going to disrespect the Cavs because they've been phenomenal. Um, and they've snuck up on a lot of people's, uh, you know, top contender list. But I, do I believe it? Hell no. Jared Allen really went on national TV and said the lights was too bright. Like, how, why would you do some, that? Some stuff you just can't <laughs> say, man. Like, Even if you believe you that, why would you say yeah. that? Like, Some stuff you can't say that, man. And, and that's, the, that's the kind of guy that he is. He's the Wrangler gene. Like, just the... I'm not going to be mean, but he's the kind of like the geeky kind of dude that he just play basketball because it's fun, man. Like, and it's yeah. not, like at the end of the day, bro, these are grown ass men being competitive and trying to win a ring. And you're talking about like, you know, the lights are too bright. Now you look soft because it's like, how are you not prepared for this moment, bro? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. I think it's sorry, I was muted. <laughs> I think it's time that we go into uh, uh, the next topic now. Uh, we have to talk about uh, love. Love is in the air when this episode drops Valentine's Day. Um, but we hate sports. But on this day, I guess we love sports. And everyone has their first true love. Um, and as we'll go around the the chat room and ask everybody who was the first athlete that made you fall in love with sports. I'll be afraid. I don't know who wants to jump in first. I guess I'll go first. I mean, come on, bro. It's obvious. Kobe, Kobe being Bryant, man. Like, honestly, the things that, like I said, kind of like what I said earlier, bro, like Michael Jordan to a lot of people is the greatest thing to ever touch in basketball. Kobe Bryant, why would he? Wait, 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 is he recording or is Deanna recording? It's, it's, yeah. Okay, oh, then stop. Okay, okay, so you can just, all right. So, like I was saying, Kobe Bryant, like, a lot of people say that Michael Jordan was the greatest thing to ever see, to, to, to ever touch basketball. Like I said, all of us on this call, none of us saw Michael Jordan. We saw Kobe Bryant. This man was so unstoppable, bro. Like, I mean, dog, nobody could stop this man mid-range. If Kobe wanted to attack the attack the paint, he he was unstoppable. And really, what made me fall in love with Kobe, bro, is when the lights got bright, he got better, bro. I've seen so many game winners from Kobe Bryant in my life, bro. Like I can literally name every single one down the line, bro. Like as a child, as I was growing up, Kobe just continued to be a huge part of my life growing up. It made me fall in love with basketball. He was the reason that I became a Lakers fan, even though I really didn't have a choice because my uncles. But I would have ended up being a, a Lakers fan anyway because of Kobe Bryant, bro. Um, like I said, what Kobe did for the game of basketball, bro, for like my gen- for our generation. I won't even say my, I'll say our generation, bro. When we think of growing up as kids, it's two names that we think of. It's Kobe Bryant and it's LeBron James. Um, oh, you know what? For, shout out to my dog, Luke. I'm going to throw D-Wade in there, too, because he was also a very, very, very big uh big part of our you know of our basketball lives growing up but but yeah man i just i just remember the battles of, of kobe versus braun and 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 kobe going against the celtics uh, in the finals and, and winning that fifth that fourth and fifth ring like it was just incredible and to see kobe 
I think the, the the biggest thing for me, and then we can move on, is seeing Kobe win those rings after Shaq having to live under the shadow of oh he, Kobe only won three he only three peated because he had Shaq the greatest big man of all time yada yada yada. So for him for Shaq to just to make his choice and decide to leave the Lakers and Kobe to win two more rings after that, bro, I think that was honestly the pinnacle of of my basketball like of my love of basketball. Seeing my favorite player that I grew up watching. Honestly, just shut the haters up, bro. Shut the haters up. Shut uh, shut all the naysayers. Just shut everybody up when those two rings and then go out his way. The 60-point game when he finally retired. You know, coming in the middle of the arena and the Mamba out. Like, just things I will never, ever forget, bro. And um, honestly, it, it, it was sad when Kobe died, bro. Like, I, I didn't want to have to go there, but I just feel like I, I wouldn't be doing justice if I didn't. When Kobe died, honestly, like... My love for Kobe just became even more strong. That was the sad, honestly, that was the saddest day of my life, bro. Um, and Kobe's just one of those players that's going to live with us forever. They, they, we're going to tell our kids about that. Our kids are going to tell their kids, and this is going to go on forever. Um, Kobe's just one of those names. I think his legacy will live on forever, um, 50 years, 100 years from now. And like I said, man, Kobe, me being a, a person that started watching sports with my uncles being a little kid, Kobe was all I knew. It was, it was only Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, so. Um, definitely Kobe Bryant is the, is the, is the person that definitely made me fall in love, uh, with sports. Um, I definitely, um, I think that when you look at things, I definitely, definitely love what, what TK was saying about Kobe, Long Live the Dean, um, you know, definitely one of my favorite just tenacity you know just tenacious kind of players that played the game how you want to be seeing it he didn't cheat the game he gave it his all um be growing up in virginia man and in the seven five my two my two heroes are always going to be alan iverson and michael vick um just to see how they were doing i was in elementary school and to see these guys from the same you know areas that i come from doing it at an elite level and doing it at like just being dominant and so like it's shifting like actually changing the game like the way it's played like Michael Vick don't love him or hate him he changed the game of football he changed the way that we view quarterbacks quarterbacks don't have to just be stay in the pocket they can you know venture outside of it they can scramble and be a team's best running option sometimes uh Allen Iverson we know what he did for the game of basketball we know what he did for the culture and being able to express yourself. This man had his mama braiding his hair on the bench. Like he was one of the one of the greatest personalities I've ever seen. Uh, so you know, being able to see from a young age, seeing Ala Iverson be able to cook some of these guys at like six feet tall, being able to dominate the game of basketball, um, and you know, just seeing that that made me fall in love with it to begin. And then, you know, seeing guys like T-Mac and D-Wade and Braun and just being able to see that talent, you know, watch it all the way through, that kind of just sustained, you know, my love for the game. Just being able to see these guys um, do it at an elite level, sustain it and be great and see their entire career, you know, it just makes me love it even more. And can continue to love it to even now where we got the younger guys like Wimby and you know, Luka, Jokic, still LeBron, you know, just seeing uh, these guys being able to still cook and do it, it just, it, it makes me love all sports, honestly. Like, I love it. Um, 
Basketball-wise, they took my two. Kobe, of course. Watch this man battle through so much. And just even... Because I wasn't... I was a pretty big Kobe fan. But I'm pretty sure my Lakers fans know he dropped a documentary called Muse. And it just... It, it made my love for him grow even more. Just watching how we battled through that Achilles injury and just learning him more as a person. Just learning how dedicated he was to everything in life. It was just... Like, how could you not love that? So that and for every reason they named forever being. Um, Mook took my other one, AI. For for much of the same reason he said, um, coming from where I come from and then seeing a nigga come from that and and just be that unapologetically in the NBA, it was just it's it was crazy to see and it really made me idolize on top of the fact that He's six foot, 180 pounds, pound for pound. Still one of the best basketball players in NBA history. Football, I got some odd ones. Devin Hester is one of my favorites. Um, when I first started playing football, I was a kick returner, punt returner. And I was 23. I didn't even see the coincidences, but then I went back and started really watching Devin Hester. Like, it was insane that you couldn't kick this man the ball at all. Like, you couldn't kick it to him. And then just patterning my game after Devin Hester, it was just, I fell in love with that. Um, I was a big fan of the U coming up. I wanted to go to the U. Um, I had played a championship game in Miami Gardens. So then I'm like, I'm going to the U. Um, playing running back. My Ravens fans gonna feel this one. Willis McGahey made me fall in love with football. Willis McGahey was my guy, man. Um, him tearing his knee up at Miami and just falling down the draft boards. Um, nobody thought he was gonna play again, kind of like a, a Marcus Lattimore situation. Him to come and then get drafted by us. He wasn't the flashiest, but man, he was a dog. He's a dog. So, again, him playing for us, um, watching him just bruise people up. I patted my game after Willis. Big reason I wore number 23 throughout my career. Um, and even more recent, like, all bias aside, Lamar Jackson. Because when I graduated college, and not being able to finish my college career, it was kind of one of them things where it's like, I kind of lost my identity and I kind of like fell out of love with football for many reasons. But watching Lamar come to Baltimore and just embrace Baltimore, embrace the trenches of Baltimore, just come and, and just, again, he one of the only people I know, one of the only players I know can Come to McCullough Holmes, come to Miss Shirley's, no security, none of that. Nobody touch him. He's one of the only players I know can do stuff like that. Like, nobody's going to touch him. It's people, it's it's hard killers. They like, you can't get near Lamar Jackson. He don't need security. So just seeing him be able to do that and be unapologetically uh, a young black man from South Florida, from Broward County in the NFL, not changing up, being authentic, really just made me re-fall in love with the game. So those are mine. Um, 
I do have a few in mind. I mean, y'all, almost everybody already mentioned him, but Allen Iverson. Um, as a kid, all I knew was two shows growing up that I would only watch. It would be Blue's Clues and ESPN. That's the only thing I would ever watch. And almost every time I saw AI on my screen because he did something crazy on um, one night, if it was a crossover on MJ or um, the crazy crossover he had against Washington, the iconic uh, step over on Ty Lue, he always did something to just glue your eyes to the screen. And Alan Iverson as a whole is such a, he's such an amazing soul. Like he's such an amazing guy. He's a, a real emotional guy. And like, I think that's that's why like I am like I am like I'm, I'm getting like free and Terry. I just like talking about this dude. Like it, like he is like everything that everything that I would ever want a Philly athlete to be. Um, I, I really wish they gave him that ring, man, because he deserves all the love and flowers that goes to, uh, that goes his way. Um, that's for basketball. I think I have to give a shout out to uh, uh, two football players in mind that I didn't really even think about up until now. But the first one is Terrell Owens, because um, Tio was the first football jersey I ever had. Um, and like as a kid, you know, when he was with Philly back in 2004, I was only four years old. You know, I didn't know any better, of course. Um, you know, my, my aunt and uncle give me the, the, uh, T.O. jersey. I'm like, oh, this is cool. You know, like, it's a nice jersey. Um, I didn't realize how impactful or how insane that was until, like, a few, few years later when I started thinking about it. Like, oh, shit, like, this guy was the best wide receiver come to Philadelphia? Like, that that's surreal. Um, you know, and for him to, to tough it out in that Super Bowl with his ankle, um, you know, just another guy. I wish, I wish somebody gave him a, a ring uh, before his career ended. Um, and another one that like, I didn't even think about as much, uh, I only played football for, for one year of my life uh, when I was a kid. I wore the number 28. And funny enough, it was Adrian Peterson that a true inspiration from. Because AP, yeah, he's, he was that dude. He was that dude, uh, you know, minus all the, you know, stuff that came out about him later on in his life. But, uh, you know, when he was on the field, he's the last guy that is not a quarterback to win an MVP. That that should tell you all that you, should, all that you need to know right there. Um, he transcended what it means to be a running back. And, um, you know, his, his impact in the NFL, um, his explosiveness in the NFL, uh, made me fall in love with the game of football even more. And, and to this day, um, just, he does, you know, I think more and more people should pay attention to Adrian Pearson and his prime man because he was, yeah, he was that dude. <laughs> he really was. He was that dude. Um, I can't really, you know, think of, like, athletes that, like, made me fall back in love with the, with the game or, you know, with, like, any sport, really. Um, but I do have to give a shout out to Serena Williams, um, you know, because she made me fall in love with the game of tennis. I played tennis all four years in high school. Do I have to give a shout out to her? Um, but yeah, that's really all I got in mind. Uh, I don't know who wants to go next. 
Johnny, let's go next. Johnny, you're eight years old. Oh. So, like, what? This is going to be yeah. interesting. Well, um, PC, you already <laughs> took one Terrell Owens, you know, like, playing through that in the Super Bowl. Like, I wish we could have gotten him a ring that year against the Patriots. And, like, I drew inspiration from him. Um, I, I just wish we could have gotten him a ring. He was just amazing. The, the um, popcorn, you know, and the uh, stands and everything. He even went, I think, um, in this field in Dallas, I remember, in, in the star and doing, yeah, that, that, that was like a true inspiration, really. Like, that, that was the other thing that, that draw me into football more. And uh, it was just like thinking about it, remembering some of the memories and stuff. Like it, it would have been amazing if he had got in the ring. And for basketball, um, D Wade, um, he changed the complexion of the community in Miami, and basically the entire franchise. Who know? You, you don't even know like how things got shaped up if. He wasn't there really, and for him to come back, like come, go um, into the um, finals down 0-2 against that Dallas team, that that is just crazy. And and to average 36, like that that's something like it felt like more like when you look at the highlights and stuff, it felt like Michael Jordan esque. Really, it, it felt like like something that. I never seen like before and it was just crazy. Like the first ring to bring to Miami, that, that was just like special. There, nothing is special than the first ring. And, and then, you know, the legacy continue. He gets two other rings with Braun and, you know, th- this man changed everything in Miami. It, it was just amazing. And, and like, just like his game and everything. Just uh, uh, inspiration. Jello? If he's there. Oh, no. Oh, damn. Ice thing got Wait, my bad. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> All right. I'm going to ice you, <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> no, they kicked your door. Let me paint y'all a little picture right quick, man. Um, I'm seven years old, right? Um, I'm in the barbershop getting a haircut. Um, uh, it's a game on TV, right? Um, Rockets, I can't remember who it was, but um, Tracy McGrady, boy. Tracy McGrady puts up 13 points in 33 seconds to win the game. This was, like, one of the first basketball games I actually ever paid attention to. And, um... Tracy McGrady was definitely the one that made me fall in love with basketball. Um, it's a weird one. I know it's a weird one, but, um, you know, just being a Rockets fan and actually, you know, sitting there and watching the game, like, um, the excitement that I had felt that day, like, um, it really made me tune in more. I started watching Tracy McGrady. I started watching Yami and all the boys, and, um, you know, um, that really gave me that, that fall in love with the game. Like, you know, basketball is really something that, you know, I might want to do, but, um, of course, I didn't pan out, you know, um, I'm gonna tell you why. Um, football, football was a weird one for me, right? Um, I'm watching, I'm watching this Super Bowl. I see this long-haired dude 
hard-hitting ass safety by the name of Troy Palomalu. <laughs> Troy Palomalu was a bad boy. Let me tell you, um, he was the one that made me fall in love with um defense, football in general. He was the first. He was my favorite football uh, player, um, at that time, and um, he really made me want to be a, a defensive player, like a safety, because you know his hard-hitting style, and you know especially being the type like. Looking like him, you don't see too many dudes that just look like him being that Samoan culture that, you know, can play like he plays with that attitude and uh, that he has, you know. So um, uh, definitely he's up there for me. Um, now, let me tell you all who, um, who made me become a Clemson fan because um, I never really told anybody this. Um, that year, 2012, I watched DeAndre Hopkins, um, DeAndre Hopkins and Sammy Watkins. They put up one of the greatest college football uh, seasons all time for a wide receiver duo. And um, that was what truly, truly made me a Clemson fan. You know, just watching the boys um, with Taj Boyd at quarterback. Taj Boyd was not a great college football quarterback at all, but the things that they were doing with him and um, to see DeAndre Hopkins, especially go on the NFL, to the NFL and do that. Um, I seen him put up 1,500 yards with four different quarterbacks. Like, that's some legendary type stuff, bro. And, you know, um, you know, just watching them from small, you know, that really uh, made me fall in love with the game of football, uh, definitely. So um, one more that I do want to say before, I, because uh, Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson at Louisville was what made me fall in love with, you know, not only his game, but, you know, the ultimate underdog story in general, you know, um, Lamar Jackson, like he had absolutely nobody on that Louisville team. Come on, Louisville, you don't get that many recruits. Lamar Jackson, what he did that season, like um, coming in, uh, running the ball, like like looking like the second coming of Michael Vick. Like um, he really he really made me fall in love with him. Uh, and that, that just, just his game, man. Like he really, he's really like my favorite college football player of all time. Um, I, I stress that enough. I've said that, I've said that uh, shoot, ever since he came into the league, I said uh, he was my favorite fo uh, college football player of all time. But, you know. Um, those three are definitely the ones that got me into the sport of football. Um, so, yeah. Oh, man. I forgot to add one one player uh, that really made me want to become, like, a Dodgers fan as well. Uh, shout out to Manny Ramirez, man. I know that he wasn't a – you know what I'm saying? I know he don't got the best reputation with everything, you know what I'm saying? But I don't give a damn about that steroid shit. Like, I don't care. Steroids made the game of baseball fun as hell to watch, and I don't care. Like, I saw this man, I believe it was in uh, Chicago. I think he played, and uh, they are playing the Cubs in a series. This man hit a hit a home run, like, off his shoelace. It was the craziest shit i ever seen. Uh, you know, they didn't end up winning anything, obviously, until recently we won, but... You know, from that moment, just seeing how he played the game with enthusiasm, like, I love Manny Ramirez. Manny would always have a place in my heart because how he played the game. <clears throat> he truly loves sports. I would ask Tolu uh, who is his uh, reason for loving sports is, but I think we all Well, uh, I got more. I got more. It's just not no. who you guys think it is. I got more. Relax. Okay? Relax. But uh, starting off with... No, Go ahead. Kick Jello off the call, please. What do you really think? <laughs> so, anywho, um, 
The first two, there are three football players, and they all play for the Baltimore Ravens. Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, and Ray Lewis. You see, those are... Those are my saviors. Like, I, 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 if I saw them in front of me, I would literally bow down to them. Yes, I know I'm dick riding, but I don't care. Those three players alone literally saved my life when I was a child. When I started watching football, I saw Ed Reed picking off your favorite quarterback and taking it from the 99-yard line all the way to the hard end zone. I saw Terrell Suggs sacking your favorite quarterback. I saw Ray Lewis literally murdering people on the field, pun intended, but I literally saw those three people, and I think this is real football. This is, that was prime football, seeing everybody knock each other out, especially Ray Lewis when he went up against the Steelers, when he went that big hit on Jerome Pet of Jerome Bettis. Oh, I had that installed in my brain because at the time the Steelers were actually a serious franchise and they always stood in our way. And what did Ray Lewis and Ed Reed do and Terrell Suggs? They stole two Super Bowls in the Steelers AFC North era. That's how great that tandem is. That is how special that tandem is. And they will always have a special place in my heart because they are the three legends of Baltimore sports. I don't care what nobody says. They really are the three legends. It's him. You can put it in any order, but they are the three legends of Baltimore sports. And obviously you guys know who number one is. I don't need to get into it. I don't need to waste time. I don't need to say it. LeBron Raymond James Jr. I don't need to say it. You guys know. Let's move on. You did just say it. You know what? It's fine. You're right. Um, <laughs> let's 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 get to uh, any episodes. Uh, our final segments. Uh, really fast. Who sold our parlay? Um, one bet. One bet. Every person. All right, because we'd be here for hours. But I already know. I already know for for uh, for a fact that somebody's got a super prop that did not go the way that they intended, especially with the that first half. I don't know who wants to start. I'll go first. Well, um, thank you, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I decided to think that I was making a smart choice in taking the Patrick Mahomes. Took <laughs> the Patrick Mahomes under 269 yards. Because Patrick Mahomes has not passed for 220 yards the entire postseason. It, it, I can't believe you did that shit. But it ended up being Patrick Mahomes ending the game yeah, with an overtime and 333 passing yards. So uh, he was the one person that sold my parlay this week. I honestly thought it would be a very competitive game with the defenses. I didn't expect it to. I didn't expect him to pass for 250, to be honest. Man passed for 333, lost me my parlay. And then I had to sit there and watch this man celebrate a Super Bowl victory on top of that. So, double spin in my face. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs fans. You took... We've been saying for years, never bet against Mahomes. You can't bet against Mahomes. Yeah, you actually I can't bet you against did that, Mahomes. I'm but not going to lie. The man, at the time, like, he, he, he was... Like, tell him, Jello. Please like, tell him. No. Okay, so, Mahomes, yes, don't bet against Mahomes, but when it comes to his passing yards, he has not been so... He hasn't been having to do much this postseason because, you know, Pacheco has been having, you know, 
some angry run games. I don't know what's been his problem, but you know, Mahomes haven't been having to do much, and you know, his, his receiver's been selling him all his freaking season. So, you know, 260 yards isn't that, you know, crazy to better under on, but you know, shit happens. So um, you know, I could I could really dive deep into uh, you know, my my Super Bowl bet, but honestly. The only leg that hit was that CMC anytime touchdown, which I mean was, I mean that's inevitable. Um, I'm not gonna dive into my Super Bowl Sunday bet. All right, I'm gonna dive into my backup plan that day. There were two, just two NBA games that won on that day. All right, Celtics at Heat or Celtics taking on the Heat, and the Thunder taking on. I don't, I don't even care. It don't matter. All right, it was a two leg parlay, just two. Twenty dollars. This is how bad it's gotten. The two leg parlay. Chet Holmgren, ten points. Easy. Got it. Done. All right. <laughs> the next one. This. I'm, it's gotten bad. You need help. It's gotten he put, bad. He put twenty dollars on PC. One PC. So bad. When I tell, when we when you drop this episode. One eight hundred gambling. Gambling. Oh my god! Right That's so bad. Wait, you have a problem, bro. Wait, it's literally it was a two leg parlay. I didn't even beat that first. He put twenty dollars on two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no! It was it was ten. It was ten dollars. It's ten. How much you were supposed to win? Right. How much were you oh. supposed to win? Twenty dollars. <laughs> put the damn number right here. <laughs> All I need was Jalen Brown. an addiction, brother. All I need was Jalen Brown to score under 20 points, bro. All I need is Jalen Brown to score under 19 points. This man bitch with 20 points, bro. PC, tell the pod again how much you would have won. $20. You would have won gas. All I needed was Jalen Brown to go under 19 points. Oh, my God. I just yeah. made fish with 20 points, bro. 20, 20. Uh, Let's back up. If, if all else failed with my Super Bowl bet, like, I got $20 in my name. All right, Jalen Brown. Why? Jalen Brown is on two legs. $20, bro? PC, oh. I can give you $20 right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> When you put when you put the one eight hundred gambling, put, put the number to St. Jude too, because you donated some money. So um, I just want <laughs> put, go ahead and put the number to that because you could have you could have done that. As well. You could have donated that to the store. You could have donated that to my cousins down in Africa. You hey, greedy <laughs> bastard! You could have those that money could have went to my cousins down in Africa. You greedy bastard! Hey, hey, I know what I, I know what is going to Africa though. Hey, they they probably they probably think the forty dollars are a dynasty down there, bro. Ooh, they up and down when they come in, huh? C Mac, Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> to be honest, I can't even, I can't even laugh at PC because I need help too. I keep putting Steph on my fucking tickets, knowing that this man is, uh, I don't know what he is this year. He played against a word that begins with W and ends with a D. Just saying, bro. I um. See, PC, he played against your Celtics. I'm thinking 
No Joel. No Tyrese Maxey. He gonna go off. I needed him for over 18. He got nine points. Oh, I needed I needed him for three threes. He only made one. He shot two for seven in the oh whole my. game. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. Bro, I needed him for five assists. He only got one. That'd be the last like, time I bet on Steph, bro. Bro, that was a fever dream <laughs> game. I'm not even going to lie, bro. Yeah, that, like, literally everybody played terrible that game on both sides. Maxi finished with 12. I uh, I think I think Ricky Council had, like, 15 points in that game. Like, I'm going to ask was... you, who was y'all's high scorer of that game? Because I, I remember let me, that being let me. Let me check, actually. I remember everybody being across the board, bro. I don't remember it just uh, being Steph, but damn, for your for your parlay sake, that is treacherous work, bro. That's My terrible. Nine points, Steph. Come on, now you gotta do better. The, the greatest uh, shooter. You're supposed of all to be time. the greatest shooter of all time. You putting a nine points. Oh no, yeah. So I was right. It it was Ricky Council. He was our leading scorer with 17 points. Yikes! That's Oof. a terrible last game. KJ KJ <laughs> Martin and. Uh, yeah, KJ Martin finished with 15 in that game. Yeah. Well, okay, KJ. Okay, KJ. That's literally on my no bet list forever. I don't care if you go and win three more rings in the row after this. I will never bet on you ever again in my life. <laughs> Wait, it wasn't I that. Don't, the I, don't, I, I don't care if God himself come down and say, this is your winning ticket. I'm not putting you on my ticket. I don't care. Says that now, but he has a problem, America. <laughs> he got a problem. Man, nah, this man. This has man a table addiction. Nah, this man. <laughs> for $10 on the oh, no, no. Like, so, like, y'all want to hear? Y'all want to hear why I did that? Like, so, like, Yo. I had a plan, right? I was, I was going to start my own ladder challenge, right? And this was supposed to be day one. Oh and, like, God. you know, to, like, get to a, to 10,000. I, I even. Dang, but the ladder broke on the first road. <laughs> That should have. <laughs> that oh should have been your god. sign right there. Oh my god, bro! bro I like, got a problem, bro. I didn't think it was that bad, bro. <laughs> he bet the under. Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, he finished with twenty points, bro. I just like literally, if he don't make one free throw, at least it voids, you know. I get 10 and I go get myself a nice meal at Chick-fil-A. Uh, no, not Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is expensive. You weren't about, about, nice about to get like... no meal. You was going to bet that shit again. You was going to eat with that food. You was going to try to flip that shit. That's what you was going to do. You know you what you was going to do for real. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. All right. I'm fucking weak. All right. All right. All right. No, I'm going to go ahead and get my Oh. I'm going Oh. Oh, my bad. Anyways, Brock Purdy, bro. One and a half touchdowns. One and a half passing touchdowns. You couldn't get two. Like, that was my only leg that didn't hit. You know, Christian You thought McCaffrey. that Brock Purdy would be the one to get two touchdowns in that game? Two touchdowns? Secondary? To be two honest, yeah, you tweaking for that. Nah, you tweaking for that. You tweaking. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I well, to be honest, I'll give you that. Because, you the, because Kyle Shanahan does not, like, believe in his run game when the game gets. So, I understand that. I understand that. That was my point. Then I saw Joe, Jawan Jennings. He was going up. I was like, he got one. He going to get another, man. Bro, he threw the passing touch. And I was like, yeah, I'm done for it. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody came up big off that. Somebody bet that he was going to throw a touchdown. They, they won like. Bro, you better. Like, oh, that was a crazy call. 
Man, you yeah. are gone. They have some, they have nah, some when you when you bet on stuff like that, like when you bet you know. on a tie or a wide receiver nope. on the touchdown, bro, you work for Vegas. It's no fucking yeah. way. It's you no way that. you don't have an insider like letting you know what play they're gonna like. Nah, bro. That's what I'm saying. If they get inside at 25, they might run this play like hell. Nah, bro. Nah, nah. It's insane. Um. So let's let's get to an episode, y'all. 158. Yeah. So 158 is in the books. It was it was all a long one, uh, but it was near for a recap like uh, this past weekend for sports. Um, you know, it's uh, we're now into a transition uh, where it's going to be more NBA heavy uh, going forward so for obvious reasons. Uh, we have the MLB right around the corner. Um, we'll be diving a little bit more deeper into that. Uh, make sure you follow our, our socials, our Twitter, Instagram at WHS underscore podcast and our YouTube and TikTok at We Hate Sports. Call up one, check up on Tell them that you love them. Give them a little smooch for Valentine's Day. Um, and, you know, stay hydrated, as always. You know, for for sports podcasts, just podcasts in general, you know, it's it's very hard to, to stay consistent um, and do it consistently, record consistently, edit and post something every week. Um, a lot of people give up, you know, after like a month or two uh, when they don't see the numbers that they want. Um, I could say... Army really does this for the love of the game. And we can all, everybody here is going to agree with me. You know, we, we do this on a daily basis. <laughs> you know, only difference is we're, we're just showing y'all how crazy we can become when it pertains to sports debates. Um, you know, and for the for the doubters and the casuals that, that think that just because the NFL is over, like, oh, y'all ain't got nothing to talk about now got something to talk about right all right look so i actually need everyone's attention for this right i need everybody on face cam for this so i i, I got a question i got a question it's going to sound crazy but like i think i think like it's a really valid question all right so say humans were made of legos right like we're all we're all like human Legos and like our body parts attach like Legos. Right. And again. Uh, crazy thought. Would y'all trade dicks with your homie for a day? Like I, I like because like I feel like I feel like girls would like do that with like their body parts. And and. Like I'm, I'm so serious. When I like, I feel like I'm so serious. When I, like, what y'all trade home dicks with your only pair day? If we were made out of Legos, like this is what be we like, hey, to. bro, in the call, in the freaking, in the. Can we end? Can we end? Can we end? Can we end it, please? No, can we end it? Can we please? PC, there's no way. There's no way you just asked that. There is no way. So nobody answering the question. No. No. Yeah. I answer the question. Yes, I would give my Lego dick to Mook, Bam, Jello, you, Gianni, Tulu, if y'all needed it. Yes, I would. Yeah. I, I, what are I, we doing, PC? What I are have we a Lego, doing? but that's what you mean. What are you doing? Right Nobody like, heard that. Like, because, like, if you think about it, like, girls, like, they would definitely, like, trade, like, asses for a day or boobs for a day just to impress a guy or to pick out a guy or trick out a guy, right? Like, okay, so when you put it like think that, about, think about yeah, it. Okay, 
Okay. I mean, I think it, I, uh, I so how do just I think, how do I know that my homie has a has a fat has a fat <laughs> That's my question. How do you I have a fat I mean that, that those are gonna happy conversations you have in the dark, you know? What the no. fuck is going no. on right now? What are you talking about? What? Y'all have been in the locker room before. How do you? All right, I I, I was never I was okay, never that. I'm never going in, in a locker room. PC PC is looking at cock the entire. <laughs> no 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 no, it's not like that. It's not like that. Bro. Like, it's not like that. No, 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 no. I say y'all. I say y'all. Yo. Right. Never did that. Either. Yo, all right. I We've all been in the locker room. We done it. No, yo, that's you, bro. Yo, this is crazy, man. <laughs> Can we end the pro- like, Can we end, like, please? Oh, hey, I'll, 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 like, if we, if we, if I'm just saying, like, if if it came down to it, and I'm like, all right, this girl, like, okay, maybe she doesn't like like a a a five inch dick, or like, you know, she like what the fuck is going inter- on right now? <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> What, what are you going on? What is going on? Yo, he's freaking he's us, bro. What is, no, yo, what are we talking look, about? Look, look, I see what he's saying, though. Because, like, okay, bro. Explained it, when he explained it with the female thing, like, a homegirl would let, like, a homegirl be like, bro, can I borrow your titties for this nigga tonight? They'll be like, yeah, go ahead. Can I borrow so, your titties? My only hey. issue is, my only issue, PC, is why do you know that I'm so well endowed? That's my only question. Like, how did we get to the point that you know this to where you're comfortable enough well, to ask? First of all, that's why first I don't all, understand. How are you first gonna of all, ask that's for the only confusing thing. Ask for your for your homie meat if you ain't studied first that man meat and say I don't, I don't, I don't hang out. I don't hang out with small dick niggas. All right. I know all my niggas. <laughs> get him off the call. How get would you know? Nah, bro. Oh, all my homies got big dicks, bro. What is it? Big confidence, all that shit. All right, I'll hang out with losers. Are you recording this? Is this gonna be the episode? Yo, yo, that boy, that boy, first link meeting the homie, grabbing that meat, like nah, bro, nah, bro, you got, I can't hang with you, bro. Like, like y'all never answered the original question, bro. Like, would y'all do it, bro? I said yeah. I said yeah. I'm, I'm always look out for the homie. I'm always up. No, no, exactly. And we're taking my meat. I'm sorry. I'm good. I'm keeping my meat. You niggas just glad to pass small dicks, little dicks. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna have you. I'm not gonna have you slanging my meter around. And you better all get it. Yeah. You mess with That's my cue. That's my cue. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna. PC. I'm gonna. Yeah. I, I think it's time to end. I think it's time to end. <laughs>